0: You, do you like split time down there? No, sponsor. Ah. A sponsor. Uh, California Hormones is one of my sponsors. And so they um, they have a the owner of California Hormones has a house down here right on the beach. And uh, she lets me jump in as much and as long as I want. And nice. I am beyond, yeah, grateful. I am like. Sweet. Yeah, right back there. Oh no, that's the trash back there. I forgot what's going on there. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> I'm like, can't you see the beach behind me? I'm like, no, that's no, staring back at the trash. That's well, dude, you're you're missing a crazy
1: ass storm up here. Oh, that's pretty, what I heard. Dude, yeah. it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh
0: uh, you are are you in um Carmel now, Monterey? I mean,
1: just for just till tomorrow. Then I'm down south tomorrow. I'm down in Thousand Oaks tomorrow for like the next couple of months.
0: Um, I really appreciate you doing this. I know this was uh pulled together last minute. I know we have been um you are a traveling, uh, man and you are a crazy prolific creative. And so, uh, I knew that if I was ever to land you, uh, it was going to have to be like, you want to do it now? And you'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of the way it is. And I respect it. I'm cool with it. I'm, 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 I'm cool with it. Um, I titled the video King of keto. What do you think? What do you think? Sure. That'll piss some people off. That's good.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's,
0: not, it's not meant to um, piss anyone off. You know, what's funny. So for, for those of you who don't, you have to, you have to know, um, uh, everyone who's in the fitness and nutrition space knows who Thomas uh, DeLauer is. He has an amazing YouTube station. It's an amazing resource. Um, and it's an amazing resource because he takes a lot of complex subjects and even not so complex subjects. And he, and he makes them palatable for the layman, but he also will start at a place that's usually a little bit more sophisticated than us average Joe's can handle. So we're also learning stuff. And, uh, and it's a, it's a massive library. How many videos is it? I went back to your first video seven years ago, and I'm guessing you've cold the herd a little bit also.
1: Yeah. I I think it's a couple thousand videos on there now. I mean, it's like, I, I release one to two per day. So it's, uh, and it's full production value man i mean it's not like i'm just popping that shit up with an iphone i mean i've got a full production team and it's uh we make it happen i just dude i've never been that good at like fucking anything i just know how to work hard and do a lot of shit so it's uh when it comes down to <laughs> to that i'm just like okay when i started my channel it was like okay like i may not be the smart i don't have a phd behind my name but one thing's for sure is i can create a shitload of content and i'm just going to keep going because i love this stuff and it was like um So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of content. It can be a lot for people. Uh, so I try to tell people, you know, use it as a resource, use it as sort of a, you know, don't follow like what I say as a coaching system. If you do, you're going to go crazy because it's, it's designed to have practical application for all kinds of different things. And like, I'm constantly my own end of one experiment on different shit that I'm doing. So
0: I try to another fantastic thing, by the way, yes, you experiment on yourself and you share your experiments, which are cool today's video
1: actually literally that one that says I got weak, the I ate hundred grams of carbs daily. Like that is a, uh, that is my experience on it's a little bit of a play on word. I mean, obviously you have to have an element of clickbait to a certain degree, but it's uh, your body does that. Don't worry. You don't need anything else. (laughs) That's true. I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, messing around with that, it's like uh, always a level of self-experimentation and sort of reverse engineering what happened. And um, yeah. And then I, you know, I, try to put a fair bit of content out there for a lot of my audience is metabolically deranged, right? People that are very, that are having metabolic issues. And so it's, even though people look at me and they think, oh, this is going to be a fitness channel. I mean, it's really geared towards the average person that is like maybe a little more, into like understanding what's happening in their body. So they're already going to be possibly a little bit more of an educated audience just because they're like people that are, Hey, I want to know the why, like, why is something happening in my body? Uh, they don't just want the, Hey, give me the, give me the answers and and go away. Like TikTok's not for me. I'm not that style. I want to explain to people that want to learn
0: but that being said it's quick like you can go on there if like i mean he's you have everything on there i i I get up in the middle of night and pee. answer questions what do you think about caffeine there's questions i have autoimmune disease you have questions hey i want to put on a mask what's the fastest way to do it i have you i have answers um is it can i do keto and carb both game go back and forth i mean you have it is a full library It's it's a it's a it's a it's uh it's comprehensive. No no one should get confused and listen to him if he's selling himself short. And I want to tell you something else. He's not trapped in the vernacular or the semantics of the PhD, but he has all of their knowledge and can bring it to you. And so it's um it's really good.
1: I appreciate that, man. Yeah, really, that's the highest form of compliment that I could have. Cause like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a PhD. I'm not trying to be a doctor, I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm I really am just good at translating complex subject matter. Um, it's only because I'm passionate about it. If, if I wasn't into it myself and wasn't experimenting this shit on my own, like it would just be lip service and the channel wouldn't grow because the passion wouldn't shine through.
0: You know, this is just, it, it's fun. Um, how old are you? 34. God. Oh my God. 34. Did, that's when I found CrossFit when I was 34. Oh my God. So there's hope for me. <laughs> You're you've, you've surpassed hope. You are, <laughs> you are the, you are the hope. And, and, uh, where were you born?
1: Got to remember. I was, uh, well born in Santa Rosa grew up in Sonoma up in the North Bay.
0: Okay. Oh shit. So you're, you're a bit kind of a, I mean, I I was a little more Bay area. I was born in Oakland, California, but so you're home. You you are, you're, you haven't wandered far. Nah,
1: no. I mean, I've been all over the place. I lived in Texas for a while, lived in Southern California, lived in Tahoe, uh, before, and I still, I still live part of the time in Tahoe now. Um, so I've kind of bounced around all over the place, but yeah, my, my dad's, uh, our family business was in Oakland, 13th and Broadway growing up. Uh, oh. So it's been, a, it's been, a lot of time there.
0: No, no. What was the family business?
1: It's, it's called the super newsstand. It was the, it was like a large, it's still there. It's like a really, it was the the world's largest newsstand. So it was uh, newspapers, books, magazines from all over the world. They'd get them like the next day. So the reason it was such a big spot is because not because it was a newsstand, but because it was the only place in the country that would get newspapers and magazines from all over the world the next day after they were released. So it ended up becoming a sort of a cultural melting pot in Oakland, where it would just bring like everyone from Palestine, from Nigeria and everything together, because this is where they could read their daily news uh, for what was going on back home. So it was a really cool thing. So I grew up in like a very like melting pot, culturally diverse, uh, like just background, right? So it's kind of interesting because I kind of grew up with media and publishing and understanding how it worked. Um, It's kind of funny how I kind of ended up in that anyway
0: Sh- show me show me the front i want to see the place i know i know that area very 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 well there was a capwell's down there it may have been after yep. your time do you remember yeah, that like, capos
1: yeah it was it was yeah right by jacklin and square like right across mm-hmm. the street from where the golden state warriors like head office was um what yeah. year were you born 88
0: oh so you missed the,
1: the, earthquake. the earthquake yeah 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 okay. yeah it, it burnt, uh the newsstand burnt down in 89 and rebuilt it yeah
0: oh shit okay yeah, yeah because i remember that area got crushed yeah it was bad uh, yeah wow fantastic okay so um your dad commuted there from santa rosa
1: from sonoma so it was a little under an hour yeah it was a grind and did you hey. work there as a kid yeah yeah he used to he's used still to child labor for sure <laughs> yeah of
0: course of course and and um and uh your, your, your mom, and you raised with your mom and your dad or your dad just raised you exclusively or no, it was
1: my, my mom, and my dad, my uh, parents divorced when I was uh, a little before 13, um, wasn't the prettiest situation. Um, and then I chose to live with my mom cause I, I could, um, you know, there's a lot that I can say there, but I, I just, out of respect for my mom, I, I kind of won't go there, but it was like, you know, I, I basically kind of raised myself after 13. Um, so it was, it was a lot of, uh, my mom was kind of having some hard times. So I ended up going into kind of homeschooling after 13 or independent study and was working full-time as well. So it was like, cause I really just needed to kind of help out. So kind of grew up pretty darn quick. But other than that, like before that my childhood was, it was normal as far as a family dynamics concerned, but it was very, very, very different. Otherwise, like the things we did were very, very, very different. My mom would just like just random little things that you wouldn't think are much, but like my mom would just come pull me out of school and be like, Yeah, you're not gonna go to school today. Like, we're gonna go run a marathon or something. Like, you know,
0: it's just like Oh shit. Like, yeah, like that. Just, you mean like at 10, even like third so grade?
1: I, I ran my first marathon when I was eleven. Uh, but they don't usually conduct oh. marathons on school days. But it was like th- that kind of stuff, right? It was like, hey, I want to go hiking today. We should go hike out to the coast. I want to go to point raise. I'm gonna pull you and your sister out of school. Whereas all the other kids are like, What the heck? You know, Thomas is, you know, I'm sick. Okay, I gotta go home. You know, but it's uh really my mom was just like, no, like. Kind of to a certain degree. She was like, fuck school. Like you're gonna learn more in the real world.
0: Was she a hippie? Is your mom a hippie? Oh oh
1: god, she was a hippie. Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore hippie. And she she kind she might she might have denied it when I was a kid. And if if somehow this circles around and she finds it, she'll probably get pissed off at me. But um (laughs) she's I think a hippie in a cool way. Like she was totally, totally, yeah. yeah.
0: Of course, of course, it was a cool thing to be back then, especially in that area. How old were you when you did the dipsy? Do you remember that? shit, man. I uh like I did it when I was 35. Yeah, did you was, do it when you were like seven I, no i didn't do the. I didn't do and the i walked dipsy. it yeah, I, did, <laughs> I,
1: did, I, did, I never i did i did the double dipsy but i think yeah. i was like i think i was like 14 i think like i didn't do the doubles the you so walk right.
0: there and back right
1: <laughs> that's what
0: i did right yeah up
1: and over yeah yeah and then uh but i mean i used to it was a training run for me all the time but the actual formal race i think i didn't do it until i was like 14 or 15 but um that was like well into my cross-country career uh but other than that like i ran my first 10k when i was five um so it was like always I was always a runner. Like it was just like I still am. Like I default to if people always ask me, I was just uh hanging out with Mark Bell this week. And I was filming with uh with Derek, <laughs> more plates, more dates. And uh
0: Oh, where was that at? Where did you film with him up at Sacramento? Is yeah. he up there? Derek uh, is
1: Mark is Derek's in Derek's in uh Canada. He's up in Vancouver.
0: Oh, so he just happened to be down there. So you went he, up there and you're yeah, like yeah, I'm a little media
1: him. tour, media tour after the uh Liver King thing. Uh so it was like we were talking about that with mark we were like uh mark was like hey well you know because mark's into running right now if you guys you know mark mark's an yep. interesting cat like honestly yep. people have what they have to say about him but he's probably one i of love the, him he's one of the I coolest people probably yes, one of my closest i love friends him now. yeah he's like would you rather lift or would you rather run if you had to pick one and it was, it was run i would rather run i mean i think in this world you have runners and you have lifters and i'm a runner that became a lifter and then there's lifters that become runners um but you know it is what it is
0: um yeah i, I want to go i want to go back to the the dipsy but uh, before when i want to ask you this about running and lifting it's all it's all where, was that your stomach i just heard or is that Susie's stomach i heard someone's stomach
1: uh, <laughs> it might have been like this like
0: oh i heard that? a stomach uh
2: it's 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 it's
0: it's it's mental health stuff not in the traditional term that it's used today like is in a uh like you have mental health issues but it's the activity you like is what gives you like sort of the peace of mind. Right. So, so you like running because of the, the sort of the it's, it's, it's more than physical. It's the state it puts you in, right. Where someone who lifts, they like the state that that puts them in. I'm guessing, right. Yeah. It's
1: the state. And if you want to go deep, I mean, you know me enough to know that I'm always pretty, pretty psychoanalytical with this stuff. I feel like when I was a kid running is how I got the attention of my mother running is how I got my love. Right. So, for me, when I'm not able to run, and it happens with injuries like a L4, L5, uh, L5S1 ruptured discs, so it's it's like, yeah, it takes a little bit of you know willpower sometimes getting myself in the mood to run. But I feel like if I'm not running, I'm I'm not getting the satisfaction. You know, it's like that was how I earned love. Not that my mom didn't love me, but that's like that was the love language was going out and running. And right. so if I'm not running, I feel like I'm really missing a fundamental part of who I am and what gets me validation. So even though my mom and I don't really talk much now, uh, pretty much at all, it's just, it's this interesting situation where it's like, I don't feel like I'm earning love if I'm not running. So even when I'm lifting and doing all this, I could be busting my ass, getting killer workouts, but there's something fundamentally just wrong. (laughs) That is saying, if you're not running, it's not a workout. If you're not running, it's not, you're not satisfying this itch that needs to be scratched. And I'm well aware of that. So for me, it's more than just, I get this meditative effect. I get this effect when I run, I get a high, I get endorphins. I get this, I get that. And I sure I get that, but it's like deeply rooted. Um, and I'm well aware that if I lose the ability to run, that I, I better get my shit together and figure that out. But in the meantime, while I can run, I'll enjoy it and I'll understand it for what it is.
0: And even though you know this, there's no reason to cure yourself. I use that term loosely because you can leverage this pathology in order to stay healthy. It's it, it, as long as it doesn't get crazy where you become like so obsessed with running.
1: Oh yeah. And it's a, it's a safe avenue for me, right? Like it's very addictive personality. Like, so I know that there's a reason I don't drink. I don't touch the stuff at all. Right. So it's just, I know that if I went down that route, it might not be good. And the same kind of thing with running. Like I, I understand that I get addicted. I get obsessed and I'm well aware of it. And it's one of those things that if it has to turn and I have to pivot to something else, it's fine. But in the interim, I can leverage that. And it's, I'm mean for a very colloquial way of putting it. It's a good addiction. It's a healthy addiction. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't take it too far. Um, and what I get out of it at this point is only positive. I'm not getting anything detrimental other than, yeah, maybe it's a little concussive on the joints. Maybe it's a little too much sometimes, but it's probably better than me. It's sedentary.
0: Right. And I've heard you talk about your running. You, you can get, um uh you know, uh, what in my terms, a bit competitive in the shorter distances, but you are also, you've talked about after five, six, seven, eight miles, you'll slow down to a nine minute pace and chill.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not in it to go fast anymore, man. I think my, you know, my fastest half marathon time was a hair over a hair over 130. It was like, not, I mean, fast, but not that fast. Right. Like I was never a, uh, if you ask Mark Sisson, this is funny. Mark Sisson will say, if you're not running under a two and a half hour marathon, you're not a runner. You're a
0: jogger. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. Fair enough. You're a jogger. Okay.
2: Fair so, enough. That's a statement. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: No, I love, I love enough. that about Mark Sisson. Like he's, he's got just this, uh, well-deserved modest ego, a-, a-, a little bit of arrogance that obviously got him where he is. And, but it's, yeah, he told me, he's like, you're a jogger.
0: What it, well, I know that name Mark Sisson. What book? Yeah, did he's, he's the, write? he's the,
1: uh, primal blueprint. He, uh, yeah, he was like, the, Oh, oh was yes. Christian, okay. You know. He, um, yeah, he, he created Primal Kitchen, sold it to Kraft Heinz. Uh, you know, so all the salad dressings, you know, the ketchup, Primal Kitchen is all him. He created that. Uh, very inspiring guy. Like he, he was uh, you know, number seven in the world, top marathoner at one point. But he and then he was president of the uh, World Triathlon Associ- or Organization. Uh, dude is a dude is a beast. And then he Where, sold. Where's sold, home? Uh, Miami, and they sold the Kraft Heinz for a hundred million back in I think sixteen.
2: He looks like a beast. It kind of looks like him right here. It's what, it's what Joe Biden would look like if he was yo.
0: <laughs> Joe Biden on TRT. Holy shit. It is Joe on like TRT. The chick, wow. The
2: abs. He's just wow. looking fantastic.
0: Wow. <laughs> that girl's a little old for Joe, Uncle Joe. But other than that, this guy looks uh, great. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at that back fat. What would the liver king say? Oh, I'm just joking, oh, Brian. That's I'm awesome. just joking, Brian. I love my body's beautiful.
2: How old did you say it was?
1: You know, I actually don't know. Uh, he's gotta be early sixties, mid sixties. I don't know.
0: Dude, is that, that's, that's about awesome. as good as you can look as a human being. Oh, yeah.
1: absolutely. Look at him. He's just impressive, man. He's just a good dude. Like, and he's all about, like, he's so realistic with his approach on everything. Like, you know, and what's funny is.
0: You met him? You interviewed him? Oh yeah.
1: Him? He's been a friend of mine for a while. But the reason yeah. that I went out to film with him, cause I just, I, I flew out to Miami to film with him because I'm like, dude, you, he out-angled me in that.
0: all right so I mean awesome but look how tight his shorts are too his junk looks bigger than yours too (laughs) yeah he might have I don't know who knows
1: (laughs) he uh he was kind of the godfather of paleo obviously he didn't create paleo but he was really like the loud voice of it of really that movement and he uh and I've been seeing like where is diet going okay we've got all these crazy tribes that are now just pissed off at each other and it's fucking hilarious and i i'm like dude watch this like we're gonna make a big circle right back to paleo i think we're heading there i think that's what's happening like we're going animal base and then people are gonna be like well animal based plus fruit well animal base maybe a little bit of nuts because it's what we our ancestors would have oh you know eventually it's gonna be like well just live fucking close to the earth well okay okay then eventually it's gonna be just don't eat processed food
0: okay cool why aren't you supposed to eat what's wrong with processed meat why can't i eat packaged turkey
1: I packaged turkey I just i have just I just have rules for the ingredients in it, right like okay. I try to avoid, like try to avoid the nitrites nitrates I try to avoid the sodium phosphate um you know, I have indicators, right? Carrageenan. If there's, uh, if you look at it, and there's like potato starch added to the meat, it's like fuck you. Like I don't want that. Right. But it's uh, so
0: I yeah. want the one that just says turkey, and then when I pull it out, it's kind of like dry and stuff. Trader, well, Trader, Trader, Joe's has a deli meat
1: that's like only turkey. Uh, the Applegate Farm stuff is perfect. Yes, fine. the
0: Applegate. Okay. Like, I don't,
1: I don't understand. Like I, I caught shit for that because I was like traveling and I posted up what I was eating when I traveled, and I was like, I ate like a half a pound of good quality turkey like as deli meat people like oh my gosh i can't believe you okay so you want me to eat hotel eggs that have who knows what in them (laughs) like so you're gonna tell me that it would be cooler for me and it would satisfy like this to i mean yeah so it's And then what's that? there's one that was sold at Costco, but I think I I did so many videos about it at Costco that I think they have perpetually been sold out. So I'm pissed off. I should never mention brands in my videos that I actually personally like to eat because then everyone goes and buys them.
0: And Thomas is being very humble. For those of you who haven't been over to his YouTube station, he has over 3 million um, uh, subscribers, approaching 3.5 million. So he's he's a needle mover. If he says buy the meat at Costco, bye-bye. Okay, you can tell me what it is offline.
1: So no, no, it's uh, I just can't remember the name of it uh, right offhand. It's like uh, Hill something. It's not Hillster Farms, of course. It's like Hill something. Uh, it, it's just like the turkey that they have there. And it's literally just turkey. It's turkey and rosemary because they use rosemary as a, they use rosemary as a preservative. So whenever you see something that has rosemary in it, it's not, and then they're like, oh, it's a Mediterranean flavor. That's bullshit. It's not Mediterranean flavor. They add rosemary in because it's a way, it's a preservative if you use rosemary. But,
0: is oh, it, is it this? No, uh, let me see. So, so what about salami? Salami's a no-no.
1: Again, it depends if it's like crappy, like Columbus,
0: regular,
2: Columbus. Yeah, Columbus, that Columbus, or... Columbus,
0: that one with like a pound of it, and it's just in the plastic wrapper, and there's just I'm
2: trying to find it. I used to do work with Columbus meats. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, CrossFit work. Yeah, I did warm-ups for the whole entire uh, uh, plant. Are they Are they based out of Livermore? No, they're in um, Hayward. The far side, Union City, more than you're starting to, to look
0: really ethnic as your hair gets longer, Souza. Cool. Yeah, you look like one <laughs> of the you look like the
2: kid on the monsters who grew up a little bit. Well, I shaved from this morning show. The <laughs> <laughs> kid from the monsters. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got that. <laughs> so
0: Thomas,
1: you're. I think it's oh, it's a it's a company called Originals, like Deet, uh Dietz and Watson. I think is like where, where they had it at, at Costco, and it was if you get it's like the only. Deli meat. It's like says originals. Um, like, you know.
0: So basically, if it's basically you're saying that you think it's okay to eat that stuff every day. No. Sorry to be I that mean, guy. No, I, mean, I
1: guess I guess it'd be fine. Like this stuff, like literally, okay, I'm pulling it up. Like I it just says
0: it. turkey and salt on it. And that's yeah, it. Literally. So, yes. It's like
1: Okay, well, is it processed? <laughs> what isn't processed? So my definition of process, I don't have an actual definition, but I'll give you the explanation is like when it has a bunch of freaking frankenfood crap in it like when it's you know like everything nowadays is like processed. unless you're going out and picking a damn apple off a tree that you harvested from seed it's probably got a level of harvesting to it like even the organic apples will sometimes coat in like the the you know peel with wax right it's like there's processing so processed foods aren't really a problem it's when they're processed to become hyper palatable like crazy know,
0: ultra processed
1: Yeah. Or I don't even know. I mean, I just, just whenever it's made to be hyper palatable, like, because processed foods are designed to get you to eat more. But then there's like process where it's like, this is just reasonable processing. Like when you kill a boar or something out on a ranch and you take it to quote unquote processing, it's still called processing. So it's technically processed. Right. So, okay. So maybe I'm using the
0: wrong word. We got to look for fewer ingredients then. If you're if you're if you're going to eat out of a plastic bag, make sure it just is it says turkey and like salt. There's not a bunch of words like that you, that you don't know what they are, or th- or this word nitrates. Agreed.
1: Well, I mean, even nitrate. I mean, there's nuance there, right? This is this is where my channel gets frustrating for people, is because I try Probably to want to
0: kill myself. Yeah, I try to give like thoughtful
1: <laughs> acknowledgement to to like the proper nuance, right? And it's in an effort to like as my channel's grown, I'm like I. Okay, I've got a lot of responsibility to not come across one sided on this and really look at both sides. But sometimes that paralyzes people. So sometimes I'm like, I should just go back to being a fucking charlatan and just like
0: <laughs> I'm sensitive to that word these days.
1: <laughs> I know, no, dude, we all are, and it's it's overused. It really is. It's like it's like it's like
0: misinformation. That's the only bad part about Derek's video, the charlatan, in my opinion. I, think I didn't that, like that part. That was very uh, defamatory. Like,
1: I, I feel like that was. I was, I was actually expecting, I, this is gospel truth. I was expecting my image to pop up when he was talking charlatans and he was like going through the list because, because of my stance as a proponent, not even a dogmatic pusher, but a proponent of intermittent fasting and a proponent of a lower carb diet. There's count. I'm called a charlatan every day. So I'm like, we have like an overuse of that word that is nonsense. Like it's just, if someone disagrees with your way of thinking, you're a charlatan if someone has sponsors, you're a grifter. It's like, this is bullshit. Like, so I'm being punished because I'm a good business person, A. Like, wow, when I was growing up, people that had brands knocking on your door, that meant you were a good person to be in bed with. Like, what the hell? So like, I don't understand that. Like, how many athletes want to have sponsors? Like, just because I'm in a media position, right? And I'm not gonna like turn this on me and like make it me victim. But point, point is, is that- the charlatan thing, like, I agree. That is not cool. Like, it's, uh, but, and not even necessarily with Derek's video. It's just, just in general, like, the, just the, or just if something you don't agree with, you call it misinformation. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, that's just, we just can call misinformation on something we don't agree with. Someone said, right. It, someone right. said it on, like, my cold plunge reel that I posted today. I just deleted the comment. I'm like, fuck this. Like, like, this is misinformation because it's me getting in a cold tub, like, with no scientific, <laughs> like, nothing, just me getting in a fucking cold tub like this is misinformation
0: what the like what are we doing
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i
0: also think that there's this that
2: the, the,
0: you should change the title of this
1: video to thomas as a charlatan thomas de is a
0: charlatan The that's a good clickbait Without without context, relativity and perspective, uh, so many and, and recognizing the spirit in which things come out of. Um, you know, I, I could tell you that running's good for you, and there's a thousand people who could jump down my throat saying no, it leads to yeah. injury. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, uh, anytime you take any you try to change your um, you know, your metabolic health, you're gonna have to take risks for orthopedic calamity. And 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 like they don't people yeah. I did I do I do give Derek a pass for making that video on the liver king. I, I don't give a lot of people a pass for how they attacked him because I think that that's what he does, right? Yeah. He's not yeah, an ambulance sure. chaser, right? That's his niche. I, I look around. Did he ever do a natty or not on you? Oh yeah. Two years ago. Had yeah. yeah, you, you passed yep. Is pass? that like a
2: rite of passage or something? It's like yeah. when you made it. <laughs> know, Were you it was-
0: insulted? Were
1: you insulted? Well, I had a I had a well, no, 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 I wasn't because uh, I asked for it because I, I posted a video on my blood work about it was just talking about cholesterol on my channel like it was people you know the keto thing oh cholesterol is I'm like let me show you my cholesterol is under t- like 150 like so it was a video like I went over my blood work to show my cholesterol and we like scrolled through in my video on my channel testosterone my total testosterone was like 380 on the low end right I'm lean so I'm not surprised my testosterone's low. Um, but it was like it wasn't a hormone panel, so there was testosterone, and a free t- free test, and a total test. And uh, I made a passing comment on that. I asked for it. I was like, "And you can see my testosterone is not that high." Okay, blah blah blah. But it wasn't designed to be a natty or not discussion, so I didn't have luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, IGF, GH, all this stuff. So Derek did a video about me, right there, being like, "This guy's full of shit." Because look at he didn't <laughs> do this. And I, within one day or less than a day, I contacted him and I was like, "Derek, like I'm gonna go to the lab tomorrow." Like, and I will give you login credentials to my medical <laughs> portal. And he was Damn. like, No way, bro. And I was like, 100%. So he's like, cool, do it. So two days later, we hopped on live and that video's live. And we went over my blood work and he was like, I'll be damned. He's like, yeah, you're fucking Natty. And uh,
0: what a weird world we live yeah. in. So, what a fucking <laughs> weird world we live in. dude. So what's
1: weird is, that, so what's funny is that you
0: guys are gay for sure. I want to tell you that I'm going to do gay or not. I'm going to do Derek and, and Thomas are gay for sure. I want to officiate your wedding. Oh tell your wife, God. I'm sorry. I had to come out with this. Jeez Louise. <laughs>
1: So I, so I knew that I was going to be filming with Derek on Thursday. So on Monday morning, I didn't tell anyone. I went out and I got like $700 worth of lab work done. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to have this shit in my pocket because if it comes <laughs> up, um, oh, Derek. I ended up not getting the results until Friday morning after I filmed with Derek, but I texted him to him immediately. I've got him like literally like, Right here, again, testosterone level, even actually even lower than last year. I guess I'm getting lamer. Um, you know, so it's like I'm like a 350. You're
0: getting old.
1: Yeah. I'm at like, so, I mean, I'll just read it to you. I got, I got 351. Last year was 381, the same time of year. Reference range, 264 to 916. Uh, free testosterone, 7.2 on the low end. Uh, last year was 8.5. Uh, let's see. Scrolling down to estradiol was practically non-existent. So I have practically no estrogen, which is a result of me being so lean. So I got to do something about that. Uh, and so much for all the shit when people say, "Oh, Thomas, how dare you say that fiber is good or you eat flax? Flax is estrogenic." Well, it doesn't look like that on my blood work. Uh, IGF um, IGF was two seventy uh, last year. It was two twenty-four on a scale of ninety-five to two ninety. So I'm just on the high end of normal there. Yeah, it's like, um, and then the luteinizing- This is
0: recently when you went out to visit him, you had this in your pocket? This is Monday, like Monday. So, and then my <laughs> lute- luteinizing hormone was
1: 3.4. Last year was 2.6. Follicle-stimulating hormone, 4.1. Last year was 4.1 as well. So, is that luteinizing- the first
0: time you met him? Sorry, sorry, go ahead, yeah. sorry, go ahead. So, so I don't luteinizing- know what any of this stuff you Luteinizing is hormone
1: so- and follicle-stimulating hormone are the you know, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal uh, gonadal axis. So, what it sends from your hypothalamus essentially to your, to your pituitary to your balls. So if I was on gear and I just got off of it, my LH and FSH would be totally messed up. They'd be all out of whack. So uh, the fact that those are like in a normal range and they were also in normal range last year and a normal range two years ago. And I did the video with Derek. It's just, it's a fucked up world that like, I feel like I need to share medical information to.
2: Like, <laughs> That's why you guys
0: are boyfriend and boyfriend. Yeah. You guys are dating. Let me tell you who's seen my medical
2: information. It's like true, my yeah. wife. <laughs> hey, but that was that was perfect because now we could clip that. We're gonna title it "Thomas the Lur Natty or Not." We have proof. All yeah. capital letters. Well,
1: and there's no, you know, here. Like, can I share my screen?
0: How I think oh, I. Shit think out. so. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then we we'll just bring it up here. I have and no what problem.
0: Was it? So, is that the first time you've actually seen him face? Like, you guys shook hands.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've talked yeah. a lot
1: though. We've we've yeah. I think I, do I go to present. Okay, like share, you guys are phone share screen. Yeah, but, Check this
0: out. Yep. You guys are like phone friends, like you actually talk to him,
1: <laughs> uh like we'll text now and then. um okay. he asked me you know questions and stuff on on the business practices on the YouTube side. He's still just a kid, you know, like he's he's very mature, but he's he's a kid, and he's just kinda learning you know a lot of different practices on the media side and stuff like that, okay, um okay, you got this,
2: yeah, and if you want, you could so you could get out of that tab and when you go to present when you click uh, share screen all the way over to the right, we'll say like Chrome tab. And then you could just share that tab if you don't want to share your whole computer too.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll yeah. stop that. Okay. So I go uh, present.
2: present. Yep. And then all the way at the top of that screen, you should see one where it just says Chrome or the tab.
1: It just says slides. Oh, Google. No, it says present so slides, you... share screen,
2: go to share screen. And then, then like at the top of that screen. It should give you three options at the top, entire screen window or Chrome tab.
1: No, unfortunately it just it says okay. screen sharing is easy with two monitors.
2: Okay. Um, okay. So it probably doesn't have that option on your side, only on the host side. Okay. So share it up and then we'll pull. Oh, it we, Yep. Now we got it.
1: Okay. Oh. I get what you're saying. Okay. Here we go. Perfect. Um, We'll just go through this real quick. Uh, Cause I'm actually, this is a good explanation of how I under, how things. So uh, my, some of my, like, urinalysis, my like bun is usually going to be elevated. So say people be like, Oh my God, Thomas's glucose is high. Well, that's because I fast and I'm on keto all the time. So it's called peripheral insulin resistance. Uh, anyway, this bun number here, that's not that unusual to be high if you've been training really hard, but additionally, this whole AST, the fact that my AST, which is a liver enzyme is like barely out of range, four points out of range, which nothing, no one would even say anything about that. That's usually indicative of, uh, the fact that I, my kids were sick and I had a virus. So that's pretty, pretty common there.
0: Which virus did you have? Did you have the good one? The popular one? No, no, the R uh,
1: kids have RSV and I ended up just like picking up in a different way. Right? Like it's like, we don't get the, so this iron is pretty high, but my iron is always not crazy high, but This is, this is where I'm just going to like iron. I I don't really have an explanation as to why that's high, but this is what can
0: you just donate blood to get it down. That's what I heard you could do. Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. But it's like one of those things where it's like, it's not that high. Uh, And I was up in Tahoe for the last three months. So iron and RBC are pretty high. Okay. This is what's awesome. People are going to be like, oh my God, Thomas has high LDL. Okay. My total cholesterol is 174. Okay. My HDL is fucking high 63. Okay. Last year it was a 32. So it's doubled. My HDL, good cholesterol has doubled my LDL is two points out of reference range or three points out of reference range. So people would say, Thomas has high high LDL cholesterol. Well, I thought ahead. So let me scroll down and I got a different panel called a VLDL. Uh, here we go. VLDL is your very low density lipoprotein. VLDL is the arterial plaque forming one, the bad one. Check out how oh. fucking low that is. Nine on a scale of five to 40. So that means the remainder of my LDL is what's called light fluffy LDL, which is actually good LDL. So, oh. yeah, so, so when you get a fractionated panel for so everyone that ever gets an LDL blood test, like blood, you need to ask for a fractionated panel because LDL does not mean crap unless you are looking at a fractionated panel and your VLDL and your light fluffy LDL.
0: Uh, red blood cell. Count. Real quick, that placting five to 40, that's basically just junk that could be stuck on the inside of your um, arteries, right? What's that? Where, where about the the last one you just showed, it, it could be in a range of 5 to 40. Yours was a 9. It was the it was the plaque uh, LDL. Yeah, this is
1: VLDL, low-density LDL, which is going to, when you have high levels of uh, inflammation that, and things like that, VLDL will form what are so called So, if that white- was like
0: 36, it'd be like, shit, you're probably clotting somewhere. Yeah,
1: not necessarily. It just means that you're at risk from an inflammatory standpoint with what are called macrophages, so white blood cells that come in and basically… Stick to the v l d l that's a very simple way of putting it, um but kind of going down, if we go red blood cell count uh, high in or just outside of normal, but that that's the one that I was actually disappointed that it wasn't higher because I've been at altitude at seven thousand feet for the last three months, and I'm like I only got to five point nine one like people like kill to get to like. So last year was a little bit higher. So and this is also just oh, being in, in. So you want to know what's funny? The first time I went on Derek's, like this was elevated and people were like, BS, he doesn't live at altitude. Like, like, it's pretty fucking obvious. Like I'm spending half my time in Tahoe, but it's, uh, people were like, no, he's on EPO. So it's like, they couldn't, they couldn't say something else. They couldn't, they couldn't the that thing. So they're like, oh, he's on, D. you can't win this argument. Like you can't. You can never win. Like People are going to say, oh, he falsified this, even though like we're literally logged in to walkinlab.com right now. Um, it's okay. So meanwhile, moving on down. By the, the way,
0: lines. if you do want to get on TRT, I know a guy. One of my sponsors yeah, is California thing, Hormones. What, Use the code SEVON and you'll, we'll set you up.
1: That's what I talked about Like with Derek. I just filmed <laughs> a video for my channel. I'm like, I'm totally not opposed to TRT. I, I think I'm creeping up on a time where I might be ready for it. But if I did it, like... Damn right, I just talk about it. Like, who the fuck cares, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, like it, it's not like I'm not throwing on a like if it's something to do to live a healthy life, which we'll talk about in a
2: second. But anyway, here's
1: just what I just talked about. So we'll just show it. Uh, luteinizing hormone here, uh, it's up a little bit from last time. That's actually a good thing. Follicle stimulating hormone's the same. Testosterone, three fifty one. So I'm actually on the low end
0: free testosterone technically considered low what tell me how testosterone works okay so i inject testosterone into me which part of my body grabs it and makes my um uh, muscles big and makes me horny
1: uh it's not so much well there's androgenic components to that so like how it binds to an androgen receptor um the testosterone testosterone definitely will make you hornier but estrogen plays a pretty strong role in that too so sex drive like it's it's not as simple as people think i had dr ben house on my channel talking about this Circulating testosterone isn't the same as like what you have in the blood as far as testosterone does not necessarily mean that you have literal low testosterone, but also as far as building muscle or as far as anything goes with that, you don't need to have testosterone elevated for massive muscle building. Like testosterone is like the master that breaks down into the various, you know, DHT and different components in the body. So yes, it does play a role in your sex drive without a doubt. But a lot of the sex driving the libido comes as the result of estradiol coming up to balance with testosterone. So estrogen is actually what gives a sex drive. So well, I shouldn't say that testosterone gives a sex drive, but estrogen really does enhance that libido piece, which is interesting, because my estrogen is like out of range completely, like it's below five. So it's like, and that's common when you're lean because estrogen is formed from body fat in a lot of ways. It's uh, aromatase. So that means you're not horny. Well, that's what's wild is like I have sex like six times a week with my wife. So,
0: wow. Like, wow.
1: I, maybe wow. I'm just a, like maybe it's just mental horsepower, right? Maybe I'm just like
0: <laughs> mentally
1: putting through this shit. I don't know. But I, don't,
0: but I think sex builds on sex too. Like, have you ever noticed like if you have sex at night, you automatically want to have it in the morning? Yeah. And it's just like, like if you uh, have it in the morning, you automatically want to have it at night. It's like this, it's like this, it's, this feedback loop.
1: It totally is, man. And so like, that's like psychological too. You know, it's like, and also I've just noticed that when I have more sex with my wife, like we are just a happier couple. And like, even yes. if I'm not, even if I'm not in the mood, sometimes I just make myself in the mood, um, blaze we'll through this it's pretty much done. So insulin, like growth factor. And through- you
0: never regret it, right? You're never like, uh, you're never like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you're yeah, always exactly. like, I'm glad I fucking ponied up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> IGF is nice and low. Sorry, I'm just blazing through this, so we can just put this to bed. Uh, yes. Vitamin D, right in range. Um, in fact, on the um, right smack in the middle of range, like really, uh, which is interesting because I don't take. I've been a big proponent of I don't take vitamin D supplements because I don't feel like it's the way to do it. I don't think synthetic vitamin D is the way to get your vitamin D up. Like, get out in the sun, eat eggs, eat meat, and then check this out. Like,
0: especially pre- if you live in California.
1: This is yeah. My C-reactive protein, which is inflammation. Look how low that shit is. Zero point two eight. This is, this is the shit that intermittent fasting and keto is notorious for in the literature, but I'm a charlatan. If I tell you that my CRP is nice and low and it's probably a result of just my lifestyle, a collective thing of maybe fasting, maybe keto, probably just because I do a lot of cardio and I take care of my body. Um, homocysteine right smack in the middle growth hormone actually on the normal range, high end of normal. So I'm not spending $13,000 on growth hormone. Um, (laughs) Insulin, very, very low. So anyway, that's that. So people will probably grab that, do whatever they want with it, but I'm kind of, I'm happy to have it out there. People probably make videos explaining why, why that's falsified or something. Who knows?
0: Why you're, or, or just why you're a normal dude.
1: Yeah. Discipline
0: and hard work and good habits. Yeah. So so you're, you're, you're 13 years old and um, it's fascinating for people who don't understand what Northern California is like. Like it, 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 it's such a trippy place, especially up where you were at. It is such a trippy place. There's a shitload of money there, but there's a shitload of hippies there. It's this weird uh, mixture of worlds that are meeting and um, you start homeschooling yourself.
1: So I went into independent study. So it was technically still through the school. So it means that I was able to still participate in school sports, which was cool. Uh, So I wasn't a homeschool, homeschooled. I was independent studied. So once I got into my freshman year of high school, I just went into independent study. Uh, Which means what sports did you play? uh, Cross country and rugby. So it was a pretty. Now rugby was technically considered a club sport, so I could have probably done it. It was through the school, but I probably could have done it even if I wasn't uh, independent study or if I was like homeschooled or something. But yeah, no, I was just a runner. I ran track one season, but I just kind of sucked at track.
0: And and how, and how was that? How were your high school years? Did, did you have girlfriends? Did you have good friends? How was that like homeschooling? I met my, wife in, sc- sc-
1: met my wife in high school. So, uh, um, oh. I only had like one other girlfriend in middle school. Uh, you know, it was like puppy love, little like sixth, seventh grade thing.
2: And, yeah. then,
1: uh, I met my wife when I was 16, she was 14, a little bit of a cradle robber at the time, I guess. But, right. <laughs> um, you know, it worked out because we got if we're still together, but so, yeah. So, uh, but you know, if, like high school wasn't fun for me at all. Like, cause I, because I was independent study and I was only on campus for like a couple electives, like that's how it would work. So like a couple of days a week I could go, go into electives. Um, and the rest of the time I was, I was working like 40, 50 hours a week while doing school. So I was just working most of the time. And then, uh, I'd go to school and be kind of like, who is this kid? And I was always super skinny and I was skinny, but I was like, People didn't really like like bully me because I think they knew I was super fit, so they like were kind of like, oh, maybe we won't bully this kid. He's skinny, but he's. he's.
0: Were you weird? Were you like I was just, weird? I was just weird. weird. I was like
1: the I was like the shorts and hiking boots kid, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Shor- shorts and hiking boots. Um,
0: you just didn't care. You didn't know. You were just glad and, to get out of the house dude, and make it dude, to school.
1: And yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't want to sound like a dick, but like I was. I was kind of like ahead of a lot of the kids. Like I, I figured out, like I had to work, I had to figure out how to make money. I had to live my life and I kind of didn't have time for the bullshit. I just didn't really care. Um, mm. And I got a lot of stuff out of my system when I was in middle school. Like I was, I was dropping acid when I was in seventh grade. Oh, so shit. yeah. So it's like, oh. and, and that's the thing where we talk about this stuff. People are gonna be like, Oh my God. The point is, is that like I went through weird shit when I was young and got that shit out of my system. By the time I was in high school, I didn't touch any drugs. Like I may have, I smoked pot a few times, but it was like, I got that shit out when I was like young. And at the time that was like, I was like the fucked up kid. That's like weird. Like, you know, and I was like, are people going to judge me for that now? Like, cause we live in this weird society now where we might judge people oh, for yeah. their entire past. Are you going to judge me for what I did when I was like 12?
0: Only if you put it on Twitter
1: yeah and so it's and i you know someone i hope someone takes that clip and and is like yeah here's the truth about thomas Delauer. here his here's his childhood like he made massive mistakes and learned from them and built a successful career out of it like, like jay-z like, like jay-z it's i just did stuff. it's not like i was dropping acid on the regular but i mean i'm saying like i was in seven it was in the water
0: in santa rosa for fuck's sake <laughs> it, it's, i mean you it, guys have to understand this northern california place is weird
2: this yeah, is and a it's not weird
0: it's, spot where he was grown, where he was raised. Yeah, it was just I don't know, man. like I'm communes just, and Buddhist places and really weird day. stuff. Hitchhikers like, everywhere and trucks and, full of marijuana driving by you. I mean, it was dude, it really is like that. It's like yeah, people, I, people yeah. don't
1: understand how weird it is. And like, and Sonoma, you know, you had a winery on every corner. I lived in uh, the east side of Sonoma, like around Bartholomew Park and and Buena Vista Winery and Gunlock Pancho. and it was like, I had I grew up with like just drunk drivers everywhere. And like, just because they'd come out of the winery and and just like, Mm -hmm. it was alcohol was pushed as like this thing where you're like, you're not normal unless you're hammered all the time. Mm. Like, or you're not normal. If you're not supporting the wineries and drinking two bottles of wine a night, like twisted shit, man. And people wonder why I'm like pretty anti-alcohol now. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like opposed to people drinking, but like why I don't touch it. I'm like, I, this shit was crammed down my throat when I was a kid as like you're not normal if you don't do a lot of this uh
0: hmm. it's just weird so my dad i grew up uh, working in a wine and cheese store so like i have no problem with cheese i was i was surrounded <laughs> i was surrounded by wine hey what were you doing 50 60 hours a week when you were working you were going to i worked at not, ralph's oh bagger? <laughs> yeah were you good bagger nah. no no <laughs> no but i think they called bad <laughs> <laughs> You weren't like excited, like to get the double bags and like get all the items. <laughs> this is
2: Sephora's dream job too, by the yeah, way. So baggies. you're stepping into
0: something here. Just I <laughs> love bagging. No, I, I, I bagged and did well, register I, for I a while. My own, I
1: bag my own groceries now and it irritates people. So like I, because like I can't go to Trader Joe's or something and I can't just like, if there's not someone bagging groceries, I can't just stand there and not do something. Like it just, it feels wrong where I'm just like sitting there with my credit card waiting to pay while this person's got a pile of groceries stacking up that I know they're going to have to bag. So it's like, I'm just like, well, I got to do this. But one thing that I, you know, I I was always really good about putting the colds with the colds. But I just like, I hated double bagging because it just was cumbersome. So I hated like putting like, if I needed to double bag something, putting the bag inside the other bag and then opening it was just like still a bane of my existence. Like I go to Trader Joe's and they're like, you're going to have to carry that from the bottom. Like, I know because I'm not going to double bag this (laughs) shit.
0: (laughs)
2: oh but, shit it's like i can handle it it's fine
0: yep. i can handle it uh, um did you do did you skate who gave you acid the first time in yeah, the I, was a grade?
1: I had my uh the park rats down at the sonoma plaza we called them the park rats you could go and get any anything you wanted to from them
2: it oh, was were you like, a skater
1: because it was, was my skater i, I was a longboarder, so i oh, was like okay. i was like the bottom of the barrel like you know like, okay yeah and then uh i was in eighth grade and my you know my sector nine longboard that I loved so much got jacked from me. And like when I was uh, under the bridge, probably smoking pot, and I was like, and a, like a, a truck drove by and like it stopped. and I knew they took my board, and I like ran out and I was like, oh my board's gone! And that like snapped me out of that phase. It was like ah, oh, no more skateboard. I guess you know, what? I guess I better get no a shit. That was the end of it. And go to the gym.
0: <laughs> Is that really when you started going to the gym? Yeah, actually, skateboard it, got stole. Pretty much. I yeah. want to hear that story.
1: Yeah. No, my skateboard got stolen. And then it was like, cause it was like six miles from my house to the gym. And I was, I guess what, 12 ish. And then I, yeah, I like, it would have been a long skateboard ride. So I'm like, eh, forget it. And it was, oh no, sorry. Six miles round trip. I, I butchered that. So I was like, it was like 3.2 miles or something each way. Uh, when I got the bike, I was like, oh, now the gym's attainable. So I started going to started going lifting and it just was like fun though. I wasn't trying to get golds. 24. You know, it was a Sonoma fitness factory. Was, oh, right.
0: Right. Yeah. Sonoma would have mom and pop. That's right. It's mom yeah. And, yeah, pop. and it was my best,
1: best friends, uh, best friends, parents, Jim. Uh, yeah. And then they sold it like when I was later in high school.
0: Wow. And and then how did you know how to work out? How did you, like, did you do just this normal stuff? You did I bench press went, and lap pull down machine and yeah, all that.
1: You know, what's stuff? kind of funny, man, is like when you're a runner, you develop a comfortable relationship with pain. So it's like when you go out on a run, you know you're going to inflict pain upon yourself like there's no way around it like you just know it's going to happen like especially if you're pushing yourself you always are just embracing pain but there is a there is a necessary evil that you have to get through to finally get to that painful point with lifting i really liked the fact that i could get through that necessary evil much faster and get to that sort of masochistic mode that i wanted to like where i was like inflicting some pain and actually getting some peace out of it after a few reps like i was get there fast um Mama so, does
0: love me. Mama does love me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any, um, when, when did you start noticing your, your body changing? What When did you start like getting kind of into your body? When were you like, okay, um, shit, what? I'm putting on muscle or I want my body to look like this or.
1: So it was kind of wild. So, uh, m- when my parents were starting to go through the divorce and I didn't really, you know, like 12, 13 year old, you don't really know what's going on with your parents, you know, like, you know, shit's not right, but something's going on you know, something's going on, but you don't really know what my mom was like, Hey, we're going to go. And, uh, you know, you and your sister, the three of us without your dad, we're going to go move to Italy for a while and oh, you're going to go to school in Italy and you're going to study art history. Um, and it was like, wow, what a cool opportunity. Why isn't dad coming? Dad doesn't want to come. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss dad. Yeah, that's fine. He'll be fine. You know, it's like, so it's one of those things where it was like weird, didn't know the whole story. I didn't know that. Okay. Things were starting to not be good at home anymore. And that was, it. so we moved to Italy and we lived in Italy for, for half a year, for like five, six months, did a semester of school there. So I actually went through the junior college and studied art history while I was concurrently kind of enrolled in my, um, I guess it was eighth grade. So, Was it school in
0: English or Italian? It was
1: English. It was through the Santa Rosa Junior College. It was like American Institute for Foreign Studies or whatever. So we went there for a semester. And then I, my mom arranged to get me, allow me to homeschool like that back semester. I guess it was, I think it was eighth grade. Uh, And then we go there and candidly, like I fell in love with it because I'm, my dad's like three quarters Italian. So I'm a fair bit Italian anyway. So it was pretty cool. And I just like really enjoyed it, right? It's like everything about it. Our theme was when we were there, and I'm getting to the point here. When we were there, we ran either a half marathon or a marathon in every city, in in a city every weekend. So each weekend we'd travel to a different place, and that's how we saw Europe. It was really cool. That's the kind of crazy shit my mom did. Yeah, that is crazy. It's just like people would be like we're calling cps on your mom like she's torturing you guys like this and we're like no she's not tor- she's not forcing us to do anything like it was just you want mama's love like this is what i'm doing it w- and it wasn't quite like that but it was like sort of underscored like that whereas like hey i'm going to go do this like you guys can sit in the hotel room or something but we're going to go run and you want to be pansies or do you want to come You
0: run me? together as a family?
1: Uh, no i mean kind of but no a lot of times we ended up just doing our own thing um You know, my favorite was like, there was a a cool town called Bergamo uh, or Bergamo potato potato in Italy. That was like such a cool half marathon to run, run the Prado, ran Palermo, ran uh, Napoli, Rome, Paris, uh, full marathon and half marathon. Um, Bounced all over the place, man. Interlaken. uh, That was like the only place we went to Switzerland that I think I ran a 10K instead of a half marathon. So bottom line was like, we just did this in Europe. Just weird experiences, right? But
0: is, you took your shirt off and some guy grabbed your ass.
1: Uh, no, but a weird thing is, is Italy like? That's the weirdest thing. It's the only place I've ever experienced where people will go for a, run a marathon, stop halfway, smoke a cigarette, and have a cappuccino.
0: Yeah, like at CrossFit events, they used to smoke. The, the teams would be smoking cigarettes at the break. It was awesome, Dude,
1: and they're still running like a sub two thirty. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Uh, but anyway, I, I actually kind of fell in love with uh, art history a little bit, like a, like a total cheesy weirdo. And I, I really liked it and uh, this is going to sound so lame, but I actually at that point realized like, hey, it's kind of cool. I kind of want to bodybuild a little bit. Like, this is kind of neat. Like looking at like how this is art and how the human body can actually be art. And I kind of got into it. Um, so I started looking statues,
0: lifting, like through statues, yeah,
1: statues and just their appreciation for like the human body in general, like mm-hmm. how they, like how they would look at it from an artistic um, you know, and just sort of that appreciation. So kind of got into it in sort of a weird way. Then, uh, yeah, we had some other weird, like my mom, when I was the youngest person at the time to ever complete the John Muir trail. So we backpacked from Yosemite to Mount Whitney. So like 226 miles. So I think I was 11 the first time and 12. And then we did it again the next year when I was 12. <laughs> and it was like, that's the kind of shit that my mom was just like, we're going to go do this. And like, people like you guys are insane. Like you're going to take, you're going to go out and backpack for 14 days. And we ran out of food the first time because we didn't know what we were doing. So we just, we went four days without food and you're always supposed to pack. uh, Anyone that backpacks knows that you always pack your emergency food is food that you despise that you would only eat in an emergency. So we had like Vienna sausage as like a couple of our emergency. So we lived on like a can of Vienna sausages between my sister, my mom and I for like four days, bumming, bumming food off (laughs) of other people whenever we could. And that was like the coolest experience. And, you know, we got caught in like this, it just crazy storms. And then the second year, my mom was like, you guys want to go do it again? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it again. And we did it in like 10 days or 11
0: days and cranked it. So that was cranking. You're more lucky like, you didn't oh. turn into a drug addict, dude. This is all like, <laughs> your life was so extreme that like, <laughs> it was how are you like? I've never talked about
1: this shit publicly. You're getting the first. And I, I was like, I know that you pulled this shit out of people, but I'm also like, you know what? If there's anything that like, I just want to like be able to talk about this stuff. And my wife's in the process of writing a book just about like our life. And because we both have had crazy just experiences and people just don't I think I'm at a point where like, I've been getting so much hate online just because I've grown so much. And like, I've like, my brand is big and I'm just like, you don't, people think that I'm just like some pansy ass that creates YouTube videos. Like you don't know me. Like,
0: mm. like you, well, you know, what's funny is I look at you and I just think everyone loves you. But I, I mean, I've also met you in person a couple of times and you're, you're a sweetheart of a man. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Same with Mark Bell. I mean, when we were all at that party at Greg's house, it was kind of crazy how sweet everyone is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just such Girl, sweet, gentle people. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm probably not pansies, like, but, but but gentle souls. Definitely sure. not pansies. Definitely <laughs> not pansies. You're no. No I one would ever that. meet I you should... in person and think you're a pansy.
2: By the way, they'd be fucking a, stupid. Definitely not.
1: One of my vices is I'm a like I'm, I totally am a people pleaser, and I totally like yeah I'm aware of it, and it sucks. And like I I really do take shit to heart when I'm not. I'm like, how, can I, how come I'm not making everybody happy with this content? Like, I'm so nuanced. I'm so balanced. And then someone calls me a charlatan or something. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm I'm like as balanced. Like, and the, the fact of the matter is, is that like, yes, most people appreciate what I do and they really do. And 99% of them do, but it's always the loud minority that you hear, right? And like, for someone that really does take this stuff seriously, and this is like, I put so much heart and so much work into what I do. When someone doesn't take the time to actually consume the content and passes judgment, it irritates me because I'm like, did you watch the fucking video? Like, (laughs) really? Like, did you, did you see that I actually meant it? And then you get guys like, and I, I, we sent some kissed and made up, but you got guys like Lane Norton that like in the beginning, like would just watch a second of my video, turn around, plastered around. So I ended up with like this name from some of the calories in calories out crowd that I was like an unreasonable piece of shit. And it's like, you guys, I
0: don't think he comes across like a very nice man. I don't consume his content.
1: Well, he's come a long way. Let's put it that yeah, way. Like, yeah. and he's aware of that. Like Lane is a very smart guy and he's got a lot of history of being bullied and stuff like that. So he comes across. Oh, no of, shit. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. When, well when you,
0: go figure. When you, <laughs> when you
1: know him, you right, realize that right. like this man's been hurt like bad. And like he and I have become, we're actually speaking together, uh, at low carb Denver, which is funny. Oh that God, but, that
0: makes me so happy to hear. Yeah.
1: That. Like, well, it's funny because he's still an anti low carb guy and I'm obviously <laughs> pro low carb. But we find middle ground where we like. You know what? The shit that we actually disagree on is like five percent. Most of the stuff we actually do agree on. Uh, it's just this loud aspect. So social media is just like everything we've seen with Liverkin. I think it's a good segue into that. Like it's so, like it's so weird. There's zero compassion for anything. Like and like zero compassion. And people fuck up and people do shit. And I'm not condoning what Liver King did at all. Like he lied boldface to people. That's the problem
0: here. I don't like the drugs. That fucking sucks. Let me let me but, let me ask the, this though. Doesn't every who who hasn't lied? I, I, I'm not ju- I'm not justifying it, but I don't understand. So he lied. It's more than he lied, right? What What are they? What are people really upset about that they put their faith in someone online probably, probably. and they got hurt, right? Yep. Or yep,
1: they, yeah, because when you really think like
0: okay, because only one of the things he said was a lie. The other nine things he says are true. Like there's like it's good to walk barefoot. It's good to get out in the sun. Yeah. It's good to bond with other human beings. It's good to exercise. I mean, all that other shit he's saying is true. I know it motivates me. Yeah, Do you have any problems with Oregon meat? No.
1: No. Yeah. I, no. I mean, I have I have scientific like reasons why I think maybe we should eat proportionate amounts to what we would eat with the rest of the animal, right? Like maybe you'll say it's like maybe you'll have,
0: have just eat just twelve sets of yeah, balls. Like I mean, I, I mean who knows? I
1: don't I don't know if it's detrimental, but it's like, okay, if you kill the buffalo, like you would and you your whole tribe ate the buffalo. You'd probably divvy up part of the liver or cut
0: the testicle into 30 small pieces. Or does it's just, it's or just
1: the just the chief get the balls? Like I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so but, okay, so uh, compassion. Yeah. So 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 people were hurt. People
0: people were hurt. And I think that's what um But they don't have the self-awareness to do that, so they attack him instead. That's yeah, the they, They attack
1: attack him and it's a lack of compassion in some ways. It's also confusion. And I try, like it's confusion in the sense that people just don't, people don't understand how complicated people can be sometimes. And they don't understand how complicated themselves like they are. And anyone that's ever been asked about their child. And and that's the problem is that a lot of times, like unless you're going to therapy or unless you are in the limelight, people don't really ask you about your childhood a lot. So there's not a lot of people that like, get an opportunity to articulate how possibly fucked up their childhood was and how they articulate or how they see things. So even the people that are criticizing this whole situation, perhaps people should look in the mirror before they throw stones only because it in the world we live in, that can get taken as like, oh, well, you're condoning his actions. No, I'm not at all, but I'm not condoning lack of compassion. So Yeah,
0: that's where people are tripping. Yeah. Like no matter how many videos Hiller makes, people go, But he lied. And it's like that Hiller I don't know if you know Andrew Hiller is he's yeah. this guy I hang yeah. out with a lot. So uh, um but but Hiller every video Hiller's like, Yeah, I know he lied. And, but but no one can get past that. It's like yeah. the people who just can't stop staring at my nose. It's like, dude, I got a mouth <laughs> and ears and other shit. Too. Oh,
1: shit, you do have a big nose.
0: <laughs> dude, you look like one of those masks.
1: Like those. <laughs> it's
2: like a can't
1: Look, I, I can
0: take it off. I can take my nose <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's bizarre, man. Like...
0: With- what was your first reaction? Did you get angry at him or did you want to lash out? Did you? Well, I knew he was on gear. Like, I, you know, <laughs> oh, like, for, okay. So like you I, never, I just like, how about when you heard him deny it? Did did that anger you or he, no? You, did you just think, oh, this irri- man's hurting inside? It irritated inside.
1: me, but uh, like it irritated me that he dug his heels in so much on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like as someone that had given him my platform to share things, he came on my channel, I think right after yours, like you were like okay. the first person. I think I was the second person that he went on okay. air with.
0: Uh, but he did uh, Um, first. He did Paul. Saladino. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it doesn't count. But yeah, it was like,
2: so we said too. <laughs> <laughs> so it
1: was like, I gave him this platform in a very unbiased way. Like I, I, uh, I had created a video talking about his tenants a little bit and in going into typical Thomas DeLauer biochemistry fashion. I was kind of like, explaining the benefits of certain things that he does, but also questioning why someone would eat raw liver because it doesn't seem like you get more nutritional value. You get more nutritional value if it's cooked because it there's enzymatic actions and whatever. So I kind of brought that up. I was like, man, that's the part that you don't have to eat it raw, guys. Like, um, Anyway, so his team reached out and was like, hey, we think he deserves an opportunity to sort of defend. I was like, well, there's no defending. Like I was very neutral, but sure, I'd love to have him on. Um, so he came on and... It was just, you know, it was a little bit, it felt scripted on his end a little bit because they didn't want to deviate from a certain thing. Definitely wasn't mm-hmm. as deep as yours went. Um,
0: Did you but, ask him if he was on steroids? No, because no, I just like... So I didn't ask him yeah. either because I didn't, I don't want to put anyone in, I don't want to make people lie. Like Dude, if I'm already judging you and think you're on steroids, why would I ask you if you're on steroids? I, I think it's mean. Yeah.
1: It's It's just... And I don't feel like. And that's why I'm talking about it with you here. Like I am. People are like Thomas. Why aren't you doing a Liver King video? Because it's regularly scheduled programming on Thomas Delauer's channel, and I have shit to do and people to help and content to create. And I'm not going to like waste like I've got forty people in their 40s and 50s that are just trying to not die watching my channel, and like the they don't need that shit. So like. And people are like, well, uh, you know, your silence is compliance with this.
2: <laughs> oh, oh God! Oh I, no, shit! I, no, I, no. I'm just, oh shit!
1: So I'm like, you
0: have a platform. Did you make a Britney Griner video too, because
2: your silence is <laughs> yeah, violence then, on that. You want to know
1: what's crazy? Is when I, you know, so I, I filmed with Derek, and people yeah. are going to be disappointed, but I didn't do a Liver King video with Derek. You know what I did? You know what videos I did with Derek? I did what? Uh, videos about uh, estrogen. Videos about. Uh, it, we kind of touched on it with when it's time for men to go on TRT. We did a video about fish oil. People are going to see these videos and they're going to flip that. We didn't talk about liver King. Why? Because I've had these, I've had this content with liver, uh, with Derek scheduled long before this happened. And like, I don't want my content with Derek to have a timestamp on it. Like, I don't like this is going to come mm. and go. Like it's going to yep. be done. People are gonna be over it in six months. And it's like, do I want to take an opportunity? is
0: going to survive and flourish too, isn't it?
1: Probably already is doing better. It's, it's yeah. just
0: people don't realize that. Like, I, I just
1: I sent Liver King a, like a I'm, I'm disappointed. I sent him a, like a very heartfelt note after after I saw Hiller's video actually, and I sent him a a very heartfelt note because I was just like, uh, like dude, you and I have similar backgrounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like just, your childhood was that fucked. Well, you weren't getting beat up at school. Yeah, he you he had some, beat up.
1: At- I had weird shit going on, right? Like there was, yeah. you know, and being kind of on my own since I was 13. And like, I just like, I just, I had some empathy on a different level.
0: You've been exposed to some shit that you, that a kid shouldn't have been exposed to.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I've had my fair share of just weird experiences and just, you know, gotten involved with bad people. And I just, you know, as a kid and I just, I just understand people deal with people have weird situations. So I sent him a very like heartfelt note. It was just like PEDs are not that discussion aside. I see you. I hear you. I know you're a man on a mission. And like, sometimes the rules of war kind of get broken when you're just on a mission and you just like to have your heart set on something. And I sincerely believe that you were doing this to like, because you were on a mission. Like if something happened to your family or your kid, like unless people are, parents themselves like they don't know like if some, if, my, if my kid was diagnosed with something and I had an opportunity to fix it I wouldn't shop from the mountaintops and I sent him a message it was like you know the reason that I started talking so much about keto and started talking about fasting is because it saved my wife's life my wife has terrible autoimmune conditions and this shit saved her she was fucking bedridden and like doctors were telling her no it's not going to work and like nothing will work like no or it's in your head and she was fucking like practically paralyzed at one point and it was just like no and we found out you know and then you go down the lyme disease route and the lyme disease like it's like is there is it a real thing or not she tests positive mm-hmm. for that but you know grew up in sonoma
0: county it's a viable she did thing. Test positive for yeah. lyme disease yeah. so oh it was, fuck that's but, scary
1: but it's shit. like but you talk about lyme disease and you got half the people will say oh it's well, lyme disease is just in your head or whatever but like what or like, did you ever have ticks uh fuck we grew up in sonoma county like it was yeah, like it was yeah. like sport pulling ticks off of <laughs> and like so it was the so point is is that like And that, I think that's why I get so pissed off when people talk shit on like keto fasting when it's coming from me. Cause I'm like, you don't fucking know, like this shit saved my family. I wouldn't, my kids wouldn't be here today. Like, so
0: really, so I want to, I I want to talk about that really quick. I have to pee. Can you hold on? Like (laughs) uh, uh, he's going to run a commercial and I'm (laughs) going to go pee. yeah We (laughs) have this, we have this commercial. So you know, what's funny. I don't know if you know this, but uh, CrossFit fired me, but I make a, I made a commercial that sells their L1s. I don't get paid for it. That's nothing. people are like, you took money from liver King. Well, fuck you. I got fired from CrossFit and I made a commercial. So you did dick. All right. I'll be right back. One minute. All right. You don't even have to want to do CrossFit. You don't have to want to be a coach. You don't have to want to be a trainer. If you just want the operating manual to your body, it's not just Forging Elite Fitness. It's the operating manual to the human genome. You'll take this CrossFit level one seminar and you will walk away inspired. From the second you leave, your entire life will change. You will make significant changes to your life because you are excited. You will will start tweaking with your diet. You'll start tweaking with your movement. You'll start tweaking with who you hang out with. Everything will take a shift. For some people, it'll be massive. For some people, it'll be a little bit. No matter what, you'll move towards a better life. Everyone is going to sense it in you—that you are more accountable, more personally responsible, happier, more helpful, more, more thoughtful human being—and you'll be nicer to look at. You might talk too much shit about CrossFit, but hey, so so how fascinating is this? You have you have Jordan, you have Jordan Peterson and Michaela Peterson. You have the Liver King and his son. And now you got Thomas DeLauer and his wife, uh, right? The, the, these are, these are, these are similar stories, right? I, I'm yep. assuming you've heard about Jordan oh, yeah. Peterson oh, and yeah. his, and his daughter. Um, so when you meet, you're 16 years old and your wife is 14 and you meet her um, and you're just two healthy kids. Yeah. We're just, we're, we're active, healthy kids. Like we're, you know, we're
1: hiking all the time. We're. You know, both into horses, and, and we're just you know, so it was like always horseback riding, always hiking. It was yeah, super healthy. And you know, it was like then we, just like you know, everything else, we you know, life kind of happens, and then we we moved to Texas. I end up kind of in a more of a corporate setting, and
0: together, like, you guys moved to, to together Texas as boyfriend yeah, just, and girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, we're just like screw it, let's get out of
1: here. Like so, you know, and, you're not and, you're not married. We got married. Well, we so no, we did get married. So we got so that's that's an interesting situation in and of itself. So I enlisted in the Air Force and ended oh, up yeah, it ended up so we got married prior to that. And in boot camp, I got medically disqualified out of the Air Force because I didn't disclose that I was prescribed an asthma inhaler when I was twelve. So it was it was like ended up just with an erroneous, what's called an erroneous discharge, basically, where they're like, "This should we shouldn't have ever let you in in the first place because you have asthma." And it wasn't like mm-hmm. it didn't; it only came up because I ended up in uh, a hold squadron because I kind of like you know the tuberculosis tests they give you, uh, where they like give you a pellet, they like inject, put a pellet in your arm, and then if you get a raised bump around it, well, for some mm-hmm. reason I got the raised bump, but I never was exposed to TB, so I got kind of quarantined for a second because they're like, "Oh." yeah, TB. Um, but with that, then it just kind of went into this questioning and they kind of look at medical records and everything. They're like, oh, well, you were prescribed Xanax. And you, so you have anxiety? I'm like, yes. And you have asthma. Like those are disqualifying factors. So it was kind of like I was threatened with a fraudulent and I was like, well, this definitely like, no, like guys look like I, I already have like qualified under Warhawk standards as far as like how many pushups I could do everything like top notch 1%. They're like, it's definitely not not." And they're like, basically like, well, this is going to just be an erroneous discharge. So I ended up, it basically is like, it never happened. So it it sucked. I wanted to serve my country and, um, you know, whatever it is what it is. I mean, had I done that, I probably would have been a lifer because I wanted to, I wanted to really like do that forever. Um.
0: Were you 18 at the time?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my, you know, my wife, so we were prepared to go wherever I was going to go. You know, my sister was uh, air force Academy. So she was uh, at the time a second <clears throat> lieutenant. My wow. brother, my brother's officer in the coast guard. He's now, um, I think he's a, he's a commander now. Uh, so it's like, yeah, like come from a, you know,
0: like all overachievers, like, all the kids turned out good. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. You know?
1: So yeah, so we, yeah, so we, we were technically married. We eloped. We never had a formal wedding and uh, yeah, man. And then, I got out of the air force and, or I shouldn't say that. I sh- honestly, I don't even feel right saying that's why I don't really talk about it much. Cause I'm like, I, I can't call myself a veteran. I can't like,
0: you know, like it, it would be not. Let's bad. just say you got kicked out for doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. xanax Basically. and an inhaler yeah well
1: the, the biggest one was like i was because like i went to a lot of psychotherapy when i was like 13 my parents divorced and like there was a lot of rough stuff so like i had a couple years of pretty intense psychotherapy
0: um because of that uh do you think this, that psychotherapy did more damage to you than good i don't think it did anything oh interesting mm. because i like i was just like I, I i was
1: i don't know like i just felt like i just wasn't really doing. It. i just felt like they were needling all the time trying to put me on meds um, you know, and I ended up kind of addicted to benzos again when I was like 19, you know? So it's like, it kind of ended up being just a problem. And it was like, and then, you know, I kind of found bodybuilding. I'm like, I want to gain a bunch of weight. So I like, tried kind of bodybuilding and that's just how I got fat. I mean, I just ended up like lifting one day a week and my whole life went to shit and I was like anxiety all the time. So I was popping benzos.
0: What dude, are benzos? It's
1: like is Xanax benzodiazepam? Like, yes, Anax, fans. like oh. so it was a shit. You got
0: life. up to 2. So your girlfriend knew you when you were skinny mm-hmm. little runner kid and you blew up to 280? Yeah, dude. That was a I was a, wow. it, it was a it was a dark time of my life. You know, it really was. There's like, some people, pictures in the notes. Yeah. Did I send you the notes, Susan? Right,
1: and people are like, well, "How come it's only like the same five or six pictures?" And I'm like, "Well, because I didn't take a lot of pictures of myself then. Like I didn't like myself. I didn't like the life I was in."
0: I was never um I actually thought it was a lot of pictures. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of fat boy pictures of this guy circulating. <laughs> uh,
1: there's like yeah, there's like six
0: or something. I I just like yeah, I mean the thing was it was it was my life
1: just kind of was weird. And then I got into kind of the corporate world, kind of started having some success there and kind of started to pull my head out of my ass a little bit. And I mean it's a very long long story kind of That was apart. in Texas? So, I kind of I gained a lot of weight actually before we went to Texas. And then by the time I moved to Texas, we were actually started, I was on my way losing weight. So actually, by the time I was in Texas, I was in the process of losing weight. So by the time we were like stable in Texas, I was kind of in that transitional phase.
0: And that was you were using a ketogenic diet to do it. Actually, I
1: started with fasting, believe it or not. uh And then I went to keto.
0: Yeah. And, and, and fasting, meaning intermittent fasting? Yeah, or like intermittent real fasting just fasting?
1: worked. It just worked for me. Yeah, both for sure. Intermittent fasting on the regular, and then I was doing like two day fasts. And so it just worked. Uh, you know, for anyone that is a, someone that has an addictive personality, fasting is both dangerous, but also works really well because it's so like I needed to be put in a box. I'm still that way. Put me in a box. Like tell me there's like, just say here, like, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. Uh, and it's very clean. Like, I don't like gray areas. I don't like blurred lines. It's just worked really well. So it's like, yeah, I saw like Fergie show commented weight gainer 3000. That was kind of me. It was like the, uh, I always said it was like the, uh, the Cartman thing. It was like, I, I'm going to get big. And then I just got really fat and really depressed. And Did then you
0: drink alcohol back then.
1: Not too much. No. no, occasionally what I needed to do for, uh, what I needed to do just for work because I was then at that point, like I kind of in the like recruiting world. So it was like, it was very high stress commission only work you know, in the medical world. And then after I got, I got my life together after I lost weight. And before I started this brand, I was part of a, an ancillary lab services company where I was essentially, my job was selling to doctors, uh, ancillary lab services. So salivary cortisol testing, uh, various fee for service practices within, you know, for people to add into their practices. So I learned having my experience on the executive side of the healthcare world, and then going into more of the physician side I really learned how to articulate biochemistry to physicians. And that's where like, I picked all this stuff up. I'm like, I I love this stuff. And damn, you even had
0: to dumb it down for them.
1: Well, that's, what's interesting is I talk about that and some people give me shit for it. And like physicians are like, they're very, most of them are very open about the fact that like nutrition, like you do have to dumb things down for them. Like they have their Newtonian physics, like kind of look at things. And if you're thinking outside the box, like they're not afraid to admit that you need to explain different things to them and being able to explain how to apply it in a business practice for a physician is difficult too. So with that, it was kind of like, I just learned a lot. And then that company, um, left that company just cuz I was kind of bored and they were going through an acquisition and I was like ah. so how's your me?
0: girlfriend's health at this time
1: your wife so family. this is yeah so that's why I want to like it was okay. during this time where I started to change my life and was starting to get healthy while she was going down and she wasn't doing the things that I was doing and that's what i was saying like intermittent fasting was big for me she didn't want to fast that wasn't a thing for her and then insert keto keto really worked for me and it was like what really the rest of the weight just fell off. Like it was just easy at that point. And I I don't want to discourage people because I know a lot of people are motivated by my story. But I think the fact that I was an athlete growing up and I was such a runner, like it wasn't hard for me to lose weight because it just, once my brain was there, it fell off. Like, so I, I am well aware there are people that struggle really, really hard. And I know sometimes my story gets out there and I don't want it to be misconstrued as like Thomas struggled, struggled, struggled. I got fat because I was stupid and made dumb decisions and when I finally got my head out of my ass, I fixed it. And sometimes that's really, motiv- sometimes people do need to hear that because they're like, wow, I just seem to pull my head out of my ass. Right. But, uh, meanwhile, I think there was so much focus on work and business. I was neglecting my wife and she was getting depressed and she was getting depressed because she wasn't getting my attention as much. And her health was deteriorating in the process and her diet was not good. And this is what she's working on kind of writing about And I was like, wow, like what's going on? And then it gets to a point where she's just flat out bedridden. And there was a period of time where like, she's my wife. So I'm gonna, you know, humor her a little bit, but I think a lot of this like might be blown out of proportion. What's going on? And then it just got to the point where like she physically just could not get out of bed some days. Any would,
0: physical manifestations, like anything going on with oh, her skin dude, or dude, joints swollen or
1: gained a shitload of weight, her joints were super swollen. She was uh she's got some pictures up on her Instagram from years ago. You'd have to dig for them. So you probably wouldn't be able to pull them up now. But like crazy, like she looked like she was dying, like crazy dark circles under her eyes. Um, poor girl, like it was bad. And finally, just something hit, or was like, okay, let's do this keto thing, right? Let's, let's do it. And she did it. And, um, there's a lot of obviously little things that went on in between this. So this is very abbreviated, but keto was the one thing that snapped her out of it in about six months. And,
0: and what is keto? What is keto?
1: For, I mean, for us, it was very, very simple. I mean, cause we really did keto in like a whole food form. So it was like keeping carbs under 30 for her. Uh, you know, she had zero gluten whatsoever. It was, you know, higher protein in this, but this particular time, the research was leaning more towards high fat, lower protein. Now it's kind of shifted a little more towards moderate protein, a little bit lower fat, but either way. So it was very high fat. So lots of macadamia nuts. It was lots of like chicken, lots of olive oil, lots of ground beef, uh, you know, lots of steak, things like that. It was, it wasn't carnivore though. Cause we ate a shitload of veggies and dude, it- the
0: premise is, is that you start using ketones or fat as your primary mm-hmm. fuel. The cells do, As opposed to sugar, right? Yes. And it's a hormetic stressor. So
1: what ends up happening is when you have these hormetic stressors, it, it triggers all kinds of different things to happen because it's a stressor and you have to have adaptations. So people think, oh, keto, it's just a fad thing where you're cutting out carbs. Like, no, like. It is a sp- specific stressor and that's why it's a, that's why it is a lifestyle for many, but it's also a tool in the toolbox for many too. Now I've graduated to using it as a tool, right? Because I know it's a stressor. So I treat, keto's like putting a weight vest on. It makes shit harder in some ways, but it also makes you adapt in other ways. So then when you take that weight vest off, you're like, damn, like what happened? So neither my wife nor I are keto full-time now. We cycle in and out of it. And we were just talking about how like I've been on carbs for the last like 90 days, I'm like getting to a point now where I'm actually like not feeling as good on carbs. Time to go back to keto. Like I cycle that. I listen to my body, and uh, that's for me just being as a as a former fatty. But for my wife, it, she'll be, she'll have periods where it's like she sits me down. And she's like, I have to go back keto. Like I feel little flares coming back of my autoimmune stuff. So for me, it's it's a lifestyle. For me, it's body composition. For me, it's mental clarity. For me, it's staving off. You know, I was uh, I made myself diabetic in that short period of time, by the way. So that I oh, gained wow. weight because I wow. ate so much and was so stressed and sitting down. So uh, I still can struggle. Can anyone
0: be a hundred pounds overweight and not be diabetic? Can anyone, Oh, for sure supposed, it's possible? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You can be two eighty and supposed to be one eighty and maybe not, be not diabetic?
1: but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely I, I've seen it. I've seen it for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so not common though. So if maybe
0: these fat models that I see like on Sports Illustrated or these ones that they're promoting as being happy that are 200 pounds overweight, these 105 pound women who are 310 pounds, these yeah. are all, they're all on medications probably. Well, that's,
1: okay. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, how do I say this without like this looking sounding bad? If, if, if men have to show that they're natural by showing blood work and whatever, maybe that's just the future. Maybe that's the way it is. Sure. Sure. If someone is obese and portrayed as an athletic model, I don't have a problem with that, but perhaps they should also have to show their blood work to show that they're healthy.
0: Right, right, right. right. Um, because you're promoting this lifestyle, but you're taking years off people's Exactly.
1: Exactly. And it's, I understand the body positivity thing. So when we put body, like I, I, body positivity aside, that is one thing that is talking about size. And that is talking about your body. Health is a different pillar. So if you can be a hundred pounds overweight and you can have stellar blood work, I will hang my hat on that and I won't, whatever, all good. Like it's, sure I can point to evidence that says it's bad to be overweight. But if you tell me, if you show me that you're healthy, then who am I to judge if you're a big person, right? But if you are a, like very, very morbidly obese and your blood work shows that like you're dangerously, dangerously unhealthy, that's, uh, that's a serious thing. Right. So, um, and I you're think,
0: promoting it and you're promoting it. Yeah, it can
1: be, it can be scary, man. It can be scary. Like, in I try to like, again, when we talk about the world of compassion, like I try to really be compassionate to that situation. Like there's some people that really, 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 really struggle. Right. So, um,
0: I want to be compassionate to it too, but it's, it's like, Hey, um, I, I recognize a park full of heroin addicts when I walk by and the park's just full of people shooting um, drugs, yeah. And and that's what some of these Instagram accounts have become. They've become a haven of codependency of people supporting yeah. each other's, um, you know, Twinkie habits. And like, hey, dude, like you're you're shortening your life. And they're doing so much damage to their body at such a young age that they've bent the frame of their car. You know, yeah. you, you see twelve yep. year olds 12. and you're totaled. You'll never have a regular body again you you've yep. done you've taken it so so far out of whack and that sucks
1: no totally that's yeah it's definitely it's a tough it's a tough one because it's like i i get what they're trying to do but it's being done in a in a way that's promoting something not safe <laughs> so so, but, so
0: what your wife how how quickly did she get better it's like
1: i mean it was 6 months to a year and like, I got my wife back, man. It was like, she, I didn't realize in that time how like we didn't have the fun we used to have, you know, like I've been with, it's going to be, what I think it's going to be 18 years that we've been together this Crazy. January. And I'm like, man, I think my lucky stars every day. So it's just because like, she's my, she's my buddy. She's my best friend. She's my, you know, it's like, it's just awesome. And she's fucking hot.
0: Yeah, she is hot.
1: So it's, it's like, I don't, I don't want her to go back to being like that. Like that was Were you that-
0: scared that you might lose her?
1: Uh, I don't think I ever got scared like death wise, but here's the thing. I mean, but like when she was so unhealthy, like she would go to the dentist and they would give her like the shot of Novocaine and she would ha- get a reaction to the Novocaine because her body couldn't even handle that. And she'd start going into like weird convulsions. So her body was so fragile and messed up. So it's like that's just an example, right? So like it got to the point where like she would yeah, she just simple things like going to the dentist would scare me because I'm like is her body so fragile that she can't even handle this. And uh you know, so I don't talk about that on YouTube because I get nervous about like the algorithm and like I don't want to make claims, right? So I don't oh, say right, it. On, right. So I don't say it on my channel because I can't lead people astray and say this is going to solve all your problems. You know, and that's what a lot of the carnivore community and stuff will do is like they'll they get cured everything, but that's a ticking time bomb from a content perspective before that gets taken down or you get shadow banned or something for that. So it's because it's it's, and I actually understand. Like I, I know it sounds bad for me to say that I understand that, but like you can only like you, you can't make crazy claims like you just that's just life even if right. they're true even if they're true even if they're that's what's messed up it's like <laughs> you know so but especially when you have a big platform it it's like if i talk about my experiences and my life experiences and my family's experiences on my platform it's construed as like news media right. so it's like i and that kind of circles right back to this whole thing is like the compassion piece is like people forget that we are humans on the other side of this shit right and like right you scroll instagram you scroll TikTok, you watch youtube and you're like i'm a two-dimensional figure like no like i put my pants on the same way you do every morning you know right um and but i guess you know flash forwarding to kind of get through all that it's like it it changed our life and then the fact that i've been able to build a great business for our family off of something that saved our life and made us a happy family and um, and now I've gotten to help a crap load of other people. It's pretty
0: darn cool. Did you even have one YouTube video during this? Like, w- like where's this launch no. of your YouTube channel and your wife doing keto?
1: No. So I was like 2016, 17 is when we really started talking about it and putting it out there on YouTube, you know, cause there was, and there was when periods. when
0: did the healing go on for her?
1: What year was that? It would have been like 2012 ish. Like it was kind of like shit. The,
0: your life really yeah. is parallel to liver King's life.
1: Yeah. It's like people are going to be like, I knew it. Thomas, Thomas and the King. <laughs> they, they've been in cahoots this whole time. Um, yeah. So
0: that's, you know, it's, cl- that's crazy. And you know what's funny? I said something to someone about, I, I at first, I got really frustrated with Paul's, how Paul reacted. Yeah. And I actually sent Paul a text tonight being like, hey, buddy, I hope you're okay. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't reach out sooner because this was probably hard for everyone. And he was close to the Liver King too. Yeah. And I know that his business, um, is, is tightly intertwined with, uh, Brian's. Um, and I, and I don't know if you know my story, but in a nutshell, I, I had done carnivore for like four or four or five, six months and my fingers and, uh, and toes started getting cold. And I started hearing like my heartbeat a little bit and literally within hours of me finding these pills, this is before there was even a liver King. I got figured this out through Paul Saladino. My shit felt better. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need organ meat. I'm missing some vitamins. Something's going on. For sure. But, um, then I see, I start seeing all these people piling on and every one of them I find out did ha- ha- has some, like I, when I saw Joe pile on, I said something, I'm like, I can't believe Joe Rogan's piling on this hard. And someone started telling me about his issue growing up. Yeah. And then you said, Lane Norton had some, you know, rough childhood experiences. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh shit, this is just a shitload of fucking hurt men. Yeah.
1: yeah dude. It's, it's real. I mean, I don't think that people, yeah, again, it's,
0: and I'm the yeah. first to say, don't be a pussy, but also like, uh, th- these, these are hurt men who are reliving some of their hurt because the liver King let them down in, in, in this way that they, like, it's just another man who let them down. It's, it's kind of like yeah. psychology one oh one shit.
1: Well, sometimes we get jaded by like, we need a David Goggins, our way through everything, you know? Right. right. And I'm right. all, I'm all for pushing hard. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I mean, you're talking to someone that like I push it probably way too hard in every aspect of my life, but like you can also push it hard in your retroactive analysis of your life <laughs> and understand like why you like why you make the decisions you make and like why is no one asking these questions about King? okay and i'm gonna go on record and say like it fucking sucks that he dug his heels in it and boldface lied and a lot of people for whatever like the people that are hurt by it i try to look at the same thing like what happened in your life to why you are so hurt by this? And I think with social media, people hang their hats so much on what on, on these figures. And in liver case of Liver King, like he's a real person, but he's cartoonized this, this thing, this right. image. So people forget that even that it's a cartoon, but it's a real person. But they have hung their life on it. And you also have to remember that a lot of these people are really hurting from a health perspective. And they turn to him and, and we're, we are in an, an athletic arena where we are exposed to people that do PEDs and we're exposed to this and we see it. So we're a little bit more numb to it. Okay. I've been in the right. fitness industry a long time. Like I've been at dinner tables with people that are juiced to the gills. It doesn't matter. Like as far as like, I still look at Stan, you know, I don't, I shouldn't call people out. Stan, Stan Everding's a big dude, right? Like he's such a good friend of mine. Of course he's on, on gear, but like I look at him in the eyes as, as, the same way I would look you in the eyes, the same way I'd look my wife in the eyes, you know? And it's, it frustrates me because people just make decisions, but like they were probably just very hurt by the fact that this person is doing, doing drugs and lying about it. And this is one thing I did talk about Derek, talk talk about with Derek is like, granted Liver King was on a lot of stuff, but what I don't want to have happen with this is where people start judging good people that are going to doctors and are on testosterone replacement. like, Because that's happening now, where people that are like good people that aren't necessarily athletes, they're 40s, 50s, and they're going to their doctor and they're getting on TRT to restore hormones to normal levels in a world where testosterone levels are plummeting. And it's, in my opinion, perfectly acceptable to go to a doctor and restore your levels. You wouldn't bitch at someone for having low thyroid going to the doctor and getting their thyroid levels restored to normal. Again, that's not liver King, but I'm talking about like the fact that now this is umbrella- the
0: opposite of you, Thomas. I feel like it's more acceptable than ever now. Well, no. No, it's. it's not, I mean, I don't have know, a good pulse it's, it's on ex- it though either. Yeah.
1: It's acceptable in our industry, but like, it's not like it's acceptable as a way to, how do I put this? It's acceptable as a scapegoat sort of thing to not work hard.
0: Oh, and, oh oh okay. Oh, so okay. it's like,
2: it's like people I want,
1: people want to know they want to hear everyone's on TRT because it helps them understand that this is why maybe they can't do X. But in reality, anyone that is on TRT knows that it doesn't like change the game like that. It puts you at a point where maybe you feel better and you feel more alive than you feel like you can, it can be a catalyst for other things. It, so yes, it's more acceptable in the sense that it's just more. Discussed, but it's like the. I think the problem that people are having mostly with Liver King still isn't about the drugs. It's about just the the outright you know lying. And so I mean when I go back like I'm a little pissed off actually that he like I sent them this heartfelt message and he totally read it and didn't reply. But
0: um, <laughs> yeah. don't be that guy. You don't Dude, care. Like, Whatever. He read it. He's happy. <laughs> well, come yeah, on. I was like, come on. well.
1: No acknowledgement. I guess you're right. Yeah. See, that's yeah. I, yeah. I need people like yeah. that to keep me yeah. in check. I yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. No, you're was, good. You
0: did the right thing. That's all that matters. I
1: was just gonna say that's yeah. all. i Like yeah. sometimes I'm yeah. like I don't yes. I don't need the validation out no. of this. But no, I no. He I didn't respond
0: it. to me either. By the way, he didn't respond probably, to me. He's either. also traveling yeah. like a madman yes. right now. Yes. I know he's on. Yes. Another,
1: and it's just yeah, it's it's a it's a weird situation, and you know who knows, man? Like maybe.
0: he's damaged dude he's fucking he basically has said what probably i want to say i'm just making this up i have no proof of this i guess that 50 fucking percent of the dudes who are on fucking the kind of gear that he's on are fucking insecure scared little boys the shit that he did to his body to get that big is some sort of fucking mental delusion and he probably had one of the largest functional bodies around i think a lot of these guys that are this big don't even move as well as him but at some point it becomes fucking crippling and we grew up in this era where every single magazine we looked at when we flipped through them it was pictures of guys and they showed the way protein they took and we all knew there was no way we were going to get that big yeah but but when we when you read in there that it said that he was concerned about his back fat that's when you knew soon as Derek read that that's when like your, your heart of compassion for him should have like right should have opened up like ho- his back fat I mean th- like what is he a fucking like a 12 year old girl yes he is actually yeah. And, and and actually 50% of those guys are. And uh we it, it's um yeah, it's fucking uh it's 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 uh it's it's bizarre. It's weird. Yeah, and it's but but normal, but normal, right? Normal, because it's but hidden. But like the vast, that, that, people, if, the vast majority of people, the vast majority, I think that there's millions of dudes out here like this and women.
1: If that if that email was okay, I mean like who knows? Because I'm gonna give also who knows like if that like I still have, it's still weird that that email like was like sent from his like company email address and like, I don't know. Sometimes I some red flags go up, but.
0: You mean like it was a setup, like Andrew was saying, like the whole thing is
1: a plan? Possibly, uh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, liver, he's also a very smart marketer, smart guy.
0: I hope it's not. I, I, I don't think not. it is, but I, I do think he's very relieved. I do yeah. think it's, yeah. he's like, it reminds me of when I got caught cheating once as a kid. I was but so his, relieved.
1: Oh. You know what's crazy is like, if you look at him, like a year ago, year and a half ago, he looked so much better.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. He looks like, like he's aged. He looks yeah, like he's well, aged, he's aged and he's
1: like, like, he's like kind of bloated and he's bright red. And like when his channel and he, in like the, like the smaller beard, like I was like, he was like a handsome dude that was like jacked. And he, he actually didn't look crazy juice to the gills then. And like the character has, he's gotten so much bigger and that's what kind of like, led me. I was like, okay, well, you know, you're getting bigger, let your, yeah, you're doing all this stuff. So I mean, uh, anyone that's kind of been in the industry knows that he was yeah, probably on some stuff. Um, but you know, you, you, just, you just don't judge like yeah, Michael Hearns claim natural forever, or like whatever. It's just like, sometimes you just let this stuff go. Um, uh, but when you start digging your heels in and you start saying and making almost a public statement outward against it, that's where it's just like, I think people question the moral compass, I question the moral compass too, but I also do with an element of compassion because once again, we come back to like, what happened? Like, so does not make it right. It does not change that. It does not at all. And he should be held accountable for that. But I am, my message out to the internet is like, can everyone just like have a little compassion? Because like, are you gonna, like if someone messes up and says like, You know, they've been on drugs or whatever. If it was if it was heroin or something, someone would say, like, oh man, that poor guy, like he's coming back from this, right? People turn to any drug, PEDs, recreational, for similar reasons. So, in a lot of ways. Brian could have gone down a much worse route, and he and he could have done something where he really hurt himself. Right. hurt Those that are close to him by hurting himself. Fortunately, he went in a way that still used drugs, but he tried to better himself. Now that doesn't absolve him of the issues of, uh, you know, whatever other issues here are like public facing. Right. But I ask people to just like before throwing stones, just stop and breathe and realize that this is a guy that had a fucked up childhood And would you say the same thing to someone that's recovering from heroin? You know?
0: And I think he's done it. It's funny because people want to talk about the net of damage he may have done to little boys who outed him, who, who followed him, but think of it now two ways. One, contextualize it. If he fucked up, let's say he fucked up a bunch of people who followed him because they thought they were going to get that big. Think about all the people he helped, like me, making me realize, hey, I, if I'm going to eat a shitload of meat, I need to incorporate organ meat. And I yeah. think that the, that's the vast majority. And then on the other hand, think how amazing this really is that now we're going to see his journey of a man who claims he's going to try to go natural. I think that's going to be really yeah. hard for him. I think that's yeah. going to be extremely hard for him. And I don't blame him if he if he also – Renegs on that. Renigs is a little strong, but if he has to find the balancing act of getting off slowly, did you watch the Andrew Schultz podcast? He was great on it. Those yeah, guys were guy kind of dicks to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were kind of dicks to him in the first twenty minutes, and then you could see he won them over. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna.
1: I I think it just it can end up being a message for like you know yeah if he goes natural it might, you know he might need to just he might need to cruise with TRT for a while you know and that might just be you know there's a that is a very that's the reason that I haven't gone the TRT route, right? Like, it's like, I, I, like I've i told people before, like, I'm-
0: You're too young. Why I'm would you want to be committed exactly, to that your whole life? Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's the commitment thing. Like, I just, like, I am not opposed to it. There'll be, it's not going to be a matter of if, it's when, like, for me, like, I'm in this industry where I am, I see the benefits of it. The benefits of TRT can largely outweigh not going on trt and having plummeting hormone levels as you get older there's some places where like a little medical intervention like that can be very great but i'm 34 like you know i'm done having kids but like i kind of want to see how far i can push it and until i'm symptomatic like my testosterone levels are relatively low but until i'm symptomatic why and even if i was symptomatic i'd probably wait until i'm at least 40 so it's uh (laughs) That's
0: just a, friend of, my, a you know? friend of mine who, um, many years ago, uh, I, I'm making this up, but it's at least 20 years ago. I want to say 30 years ago, um, he had two children, and he had two children and four relatives die in the back of a pickup truck accident. So they were two of his kids, and then two, two, uh, two kids that were related to him. This guy went on to live a very very successful life. He's one of the nicest, most brilliant men I've ever met. Became very wealthy. He was, a, he was a physician. He got on TRT recently, about a year ago, and he said, Sevan, it's the greatest thing I've ever done. People should be getting on TRT instead of taking fucking um, uh, any kind of uh, psychiatric yeah. drugs. Yeah. He goes, I was fucking suicidal. I cannot fucking believe how much this has changed my entire outlook on life. Yeah. And it was crazy because I'd never even heard that. Well, I'd heard that from some of my friends who were professional athletes who were doing like anabolic steroids. They're like, dude, the mindset shit is crazy. You yeah. think you own the world.
1: yeah, I mean, dude that's that's it's like rather than self-medicating, right? Like so right that's that, the thing better is, than
0: drinking or smoking weed yeah. or or you know, yeah, like you're saying, you know, um buying uh, uh, psychiatrics on the street
1: and well, you know under the supervision of a you know, what I would caution people is if this video blows up and gets lots of views and tons and tons and tons of people say it, I guess what I would caution people is like, there's a lot of docs that hop on that say like, yeah, cool. I'll prescribe you you know, TRT, but that don't know what they're doing, but they're doing it because they know there's a demand. Do the due diligence and and get with a real good hormone doctor that can like check, keep things in check because like it's, it's you're messing with hormones, which can be a cascade of other issues. Um, You know, and it's, yeah, man, rather than going out and drinking rather than like popping Xanax. I mean, again, like I have no problem. Like I were, yeah, being someone that was taking a couple of milligrams of Xanax a day, um, at one point just to deal with life, it was like, like I, if I got to a point where I was getting super depressed again, and I looked at my hormone levels and I'm like, well, TRT is an option. I would go to the doctor and I'd hop on TRT before I would ever start popping Xanax. Right. So it's, uh, there's a, there's a,
0: yeah. So this. you knew that too. You've heard that too. Oh yeah. Oh dude.
1: Yeah. Like it's a nuts, tons nuts. of people, tons of people. And just because like I'm in a, in an industry, a specific vertical of the industry that sees me as like, okay, Thomas is like this holistic, super down to earth, eat as much like close to the earth as possible type stuff. For me to say that TRT is okay. Seems like a complete like contrast to the kinds of stuff I preach. Cause I do encourage people to do as much with what's available naturally as possible. But I also, worked in the medical system. I worked with physicians. I was in healthcare. I was in, the, I have a vast appreciation for what proper medicine can do. Like Western medicine is effing cool. It's just like, has to be done right. And it has to be like, there's goods and bads with everything. Like, so anyway, it's just, I'm going to have to wrap up here soon. Cause I got to help go. my. uh, I think I told you like my son's got that rsv crap right now and uh, i don't want to leave my wife uh dealing with him for too much longer because he's not feeling too great so i had to hop upstairs
0: but it's, let uh, me ask you one question real quick how yeah. um when did you pivot to did you already have kids when you pivoted to youtube no no kids were
1: i my son's five so that was uh 2000 he was born into, into 2017
0: and, and and how long did you plug away on youtube before were, were the uh, first couple years scary not scary but like fuck i don't know if this shit's gonna stick
1: yeah. I got kind of fortunate because it really took off relatively quick because I I, I had gotten on some magazine covers and stuff and that ah. built a Facebook platform for me. So then it was back when you could link out from Facebook to YouTube without the algorithm totally squelching everything. So like I was just, I had a decent Facebook following from all these magazines. So it was like, okay, I started doing videos on YouTube, pumped them out to Facebook and honestly, some of that was a little bit of luck and timing. So it was like,
0: no, it was, it's because you make good content. You, you, you had a good following, but you could have fucked it up. I've seen a lot of people with big followings, fuck it up and you didn't fuck it up because you make good content. I, I don't need your help telling well, me that.
1: Hopefully I didn't fuck it up by being very, very candid in this conversation.
0: No, <laughs> I, no, We can even change your name. We, we can change your name. <laughs> <laughs> no, man,
1: I, I think people need to hear this stuff. I like, I'm, I'm I kind of want to go on like a little bit of a, more candid podcast tour and let people kind of see i'm just people need to know a little bit more of like my history and stuff like that because i think it, they just see
0: is the liver king kind of the catalyst for that too like you see yeah. that and you're just like hey, okay sorry one more question i sorry one more question i know you guys, what do you the, i have this one question i want to talk to you about awareness i got to have you back on because i want to talk about cultivating self-awareness because i know you're extremely self-aware um but before well, what do you think was the catalyst that made you compassionate? When, when did the, was that introduced to you at a young age, or was no. it after you had kids? After you had kids, maybe after I kids. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I knew it. Yep. yep,
1: yep. I was in a bubble, man. I was like very, I had blinders on most of my life. Lone wolf trainer, lone wolf like lifter, lone wolf runner. Business was put me in a dark room and let me just plug away. Um, the world didn't really exist around me except for my immediate family. I probably definitely wouldn't call myself a narcissist because I always had a, a level of uh, like wh- what Chris Voss would call tactical empathy. When you are 13 and you're kind of forced to just figure shit out on your own, like you, un- you learn to understand tactical empathy and you learn to understand what, uh, what makes people tick. It's the only way you get through life. It's the only way it's how you cope. You learn, you learn people's body language. You learn people's because that's, you learn how to sell yourself, you know, because you have to kind of just make shit happen for yourself, right? And survive. And uh, so with that, I, I, but I also, this is funny. My wife will attest to this is like, I grew up with 18 horses, right? 46 goats, 160 English Angora rabbits on our property, uh, three dogs, just shitloads of animals. I grew up with animals and I grew up tending to the animals. And anyone that raises animals will tell you that like you learn emotion and body language, especially with a horse, because you learn to read that animal that could kill you. Right. So it's like, you learn my wife. We've always been able to like, look at someone in the eyes and be able to know exactly where that person stands. Even before I had compassion. So the empathy that I had was more so empathy to understand what this person's motives are in a very tactical way. And how do I How do I navigate that situation to help this person, but to also survive and help myself. And then I had kids and it's like, damn, Like this undying, just inexplicable feeling like here of just like, I will do anything for you. And then through meditation and practice with that, I've kind of realized like, dang, I look at other people and I see a four-year-old boy (laughs) and I look at, you know, men on the street and I see a four-year-old boy talking to his mom asking for his sippy cup you know what i mean and like it's just like it gets me a sense of like damn like dude like you're just a dude and like you were a kid at one point and like you were just a baby and you were someone's pride and joy maybe and it just like makes me realize like fuck we are a jaded angry group of people out here right now because like people just need to see that shit for what it is
0: dude brilliantly said I, uh, I want to tell you that I, I don't, I don't take it lightly that you decided to come on the show. I know you could have gone to a lot of places. Um, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to come hang. Uh, we got a dedicated crew here, good listeners, and I appreciate you. And, yeah. uh, I, I guess from here on out, I'll just start trying to schedule our next podcast for sometime in the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good, my man. All right, brother. Appreciate thank it. you. Uh, tell your wife and kids, thank you for sharing you this evening. And, sure. um, we shall chat again soon. If there's anything you need, please let me know.
1: All right, brother. Thanks okay. you
0: guys. Bye. Bye. Wow. I want to turn the uh, TV on behind me. Cause I want to start watching uh, the UFC hasn't started yet. Right. It's just the prelims. I want to watch the, the um, I want to watch the pay-per-view. Fuck dude. That God. That that needs to be a that could have been a four hour podcast, could have been a four hour podcast. I don't know. I don't know. I do. I don't get a crying credit. Yeah, I don't get a crying credit. I agree. But it could have been. Could have been. How about the fact when he started sharing all his blood work? <laughs> I was like, I thought I that was already. I was drilling in. I was going to start drilling in, looking for some tears. But uh, he he started talking about his blood work. He is so. Uh, I, I get mesmerized by his stories uh, in a good way. Like, like I'm listening to an audio book, but it, he's kind of like freestyling. he's like a freestyle rapper, but a freestyle storyteller. Yeah, he did. He knocked it out of the park. Yeah. He's smart. Yep. He's good. Um, Seven. When are you going to invite me out to Cali anytime, brother? Anytime. Well, I should, here's the thing. like, my shit can just change from second to second. I never know what I'm doing except for the podcast. Uh, I'm actually in Newport today, tonight, as you guys know, and someone was going to introduce me to this uh, New York Times, like, you know, best selling author, mo- one of the most politically connected people ever. I don't even want to say their name and uh, help me get politicians on. And I'm like, hey, I can't. I got Thomas uh, DeLauer. My my podcast talks. I didn't get to ask him about autophagy. We didn't talk about shit. But 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 man, it was good. I mean, we talked about a lot of shit. God, his childhood must have been wild. Stefan, come to Waterpaloosa. on, you can stay with me and Gabe. Where's my, where am I gonna set up my podcast? Where are my kids gonna stay? Hmm. I'll let you be the big spoon. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. Uh, yes yes no you're working you're gonna work for me what are you talking about Bruce what are you talking about you can do it all you can work for both of us okay uh, I wish Susan didn't have to leave I wish Kayla was here uh, I appreciate you guys uh, what an exciting night oh tomorrow 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 morning um, they don't know it yet but I'm gonna send uh, Jamie Latimer and uh, Jason Grubb a link probably we're gonna start late tomorrow probably like at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and then I think at 9 o'clock That kid's coming on. The kid from uh, France who climbs the building, the free climber. We'll check in with him for like 30 minutes and uh, see what he's doing. Uh, Oh, Alan, be nice. Be nice. Saying I should be quiet. Uh, Yeah, Jamie is killing it. Yep. Uh, Yep. I think she's going to make a podium. Oh, Jessica, are you there also? Are you at the Legends? God, I get everyone so confused. Jessica, you know who you look like in your avatar picture? Did you see the the mom from Sons of Anarchy? Just just like that that with that hair. I mean I can't see her face too good cuz it's so small. Uh, she was on uh, what was it? she was on that other show too, the funny show. Uh, I never watched that show. What was that show? I forget. No, sadly. No set. Sad- oh no, no, you're not competing. Oh okay. Uh something family? I'm asking Jason to get on the podcast. Oh, hey, I'm at. Oh, you're with him right now. Mayhem Legends just finished. Oh, you mean tonight? Oh, no, no. I'm watching UFC now. I'll talk to him tomorrow. Tell him I'm going to bug him tomorrow. I actually I'll send him a text when I get off. All right. Uh, Thomas uh, DeLauer. What a stud. Well, we'll try to get him back on again. Um, Very generous. Uh, I'm flattered that he came on. I'm flattered that all of you guys are here on a Sunday night. Monday night. Saturday night, Saturday night. Uh Alan, always good to see you, brother. Uh I'll talk to you. Send a link. No, no, I'm gonna watch UFC. Just tell Jason I love him and I'll see him in the morning. Okay. Mr Grubb, Jamie Latimer, I'll see you guys in the morning. Bye bye.